Okay, it's 6.03, I'm bringing to order this uh, special meeting of the San Leandro City Council. Today is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024 at 6.03 p.m. And I'll just lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Please rise. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Madam Clerk, would you please take roll? Yes. Councilmember Aguilar. Present. Councilmember Azevedo. Present. Councilmember Ballou. Present. Councilmember Bowen. Vice Mayor Simon. Mayor Gonzalez. Present. All members are here. Would you please uh, read your announcement? If you would like to make a public comment during the meeting, you can do so in person or via Zoom. If you are present at the meeting, please complete a speaker card and submit it to the city clerk before the item is presented. On the speaker card, please indicate whether you wish to speak in support of an applicant by writing the name of the applicant on the speaker card or speak on a topic related to the appointment process. The amount of time allotted to each speaker will be determined based on the number of speaker cards received. If you wish to participate in public comment via Zoom, you can use the raise hand tool when the item is called. During the public comment session, speakers will be invited to speak. A countdown timer will appear for their convenience. And when the time is up, the microphone will be muted. Thank you. Okay, so this time, this point in time, we'll move to item number three on our agenda. So I'd like to do a couple of things. I'm going to introduce our uh, candidates who are applicants for the position, for the D1 position. I'd like to talk a little bit about the ad hoc committee process and then talk about the interview process. We will then dismiss the applicants and we will begin interviewing them uh, based on random order. The clerk is prepared to go through each of the names. She's input them into some sort of randomizer approved by the Secretary of State of California. So we're assuming it's about as authentic and legitimate as it gets. And then we will proceed in that order. But before beginning, I'd like to kind of read a statement that I prepared to kind of summarize what, what has gotten us to this point. So on behalf of the residents of the city of San Leandro and our entire city council, I'd like to thank the many applicants who demonstrated a commitment to our city by applying for the open district one council seat. The breadth and the depth of the candidates not only excited the council, but also inspired the ad hoc committee to work diligently in selecting those to be interviewed. As a reminder, at our February 5th meeting, I pointed an ad hoc committee comprised of Councilmember Aguilar, Councilmember Bowen, and myself. We first reviewed each of the applicants' applications on our own, and then we met on Wednesday, February 7th, for almost three hours to discuss each application and select a subset to be interviewed. As for our selection process, we reached our decision through consensus, meaning that we all agreed on the list of names to be selected. As part of that consensus building process, we iteratively considered various aspects of the applications, such as whether and how the applicant's educational background, education background, and experiences complement the current city council. 
whether and how the applicant's skills could enhance our public communications. For example, foreign language skills or community, connect community connections. We also considered whether and how the applicant's experience with local volunteerism and government could prove useful to the council and to the city. We also considered whether and how the applicants represented a breadth of demographics, of background, of diversity of thought, of diversity in approach, and other factors. I'd like to publicly thank Councilmember Aguilar, Councilmember Bowen, for joining me in their willingness to speak candidly and remain open to alternative perspectives throughout that three-hour process. It was a robust process. Finally, in the spirit of transparency and accountability, and in coordination and collaboration with the city manager, we had the city clerk and the deputy city manager present during our discussions. As we discussed each application, engaged in thorough, fair, and appropriate discussions, and delivered a final list that reflects the consensus of the ad hoc committee. And now I'd like to introduce the applicants. And I will begin by making one quick notation that one of those that we selected to be interviewed, uh, Jesse Rubin, has withdrawn her application. So there will be five of you tonight. And then I think I'm going to ask you to just quickly come forward and face the limited crowd that we have. But all the same, I'm going to ask you to come forward and face that way. And I'm just going to read your names in the order that they're written on this piece of paper, but that has nothing to do with your actual interview order. That will be determined by the clerk through her random, uh, randomization. So first we have Sulema Hernandez. Welcome. If you can look that way, we have David Anderson. You can stay up there, please. We're going to give you all a big round of applause when we're, when we're done announcing you. We have Mr. Kenneth Pon. Where are you, Ken Pon? All right. Come on up. You're the next contestant. We have Sayeda Stroud. If you could come on up, please. And we have Spade Walton as well. So we've got five to be interviewed today. Give them a round of applause. And feel free to take a seat. So I know the clerk is going to give a formalized announcement. No comments. <laughs> um, the, the clerk's going to give a kind of formal structure announcement, all that kind of stuff. But I think that, um, you know, on behalf of the council, just absolutely thank you, thank you, thank you for applying. And for all those that were not part of this interview process, we had some fantastic rev resumes. We had depth of experience, breadth of experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will also say that we are working very diligently to keep the integrity of this process. So we are sequestering the applicants, much like happens in any sort of interview process like this, in an adjacent room where they will not have access to this meeting. They will not hear what's happening in here. They will not hear the questions. They will not hear reactions from the public. They won't see facial expressions from council members. They'll be in the dark, so to speak means no electronics, no telephones and the like, right? So it's, it's time for them to be centered on thinking about what they want to say to us when their time comes. It is likely that we will take a break during the middle of that interview process 
depending on how the council is feeling. Because going approximately three hours without a break could be a little bit difficult, and that last person might not get the full and undivided attention of the council. So out of the respect of, of um, the temporalities and the reality of biology, we're going to try to be respectful and make sure each person gets our undivided attention. Uh, so be aware of that. Don't get shocked if all of a sudden, well, why did that person get longer? Why were they gone before they called uh, me as the next person? Anything else that I am missing that are just big picture? Because I'm going to have you read your, your announcement next. Okay, let's go on to your formal statement. Thank you, Mayor. I have collected some electronics from most of the interviewees. If you have any smartwatches, uh, smartphones, any type of electronic devices that I have not collected, if you could please hand them to Sarah, the deputy city clerk. She's sitting in the front row. Um, and then what I'm going to do right now is type all of the interviewees' names into this random list generator, and then we will produce the order of the meeting. After we create the random interviews, what's going to happen is the first person will remain in the room, and then the rest of the interviewees will be asked to follow Sarah into the Sister Cities Gallery, and then the assistant to the city clerk's office, Rydia, will sit there with you where we have some light refreshments and games to occupy your time. And then Sarah will be coming back and forth, uh, bringing interviewees into the council chambers. And um, when you come back in as part of the interview process, there will be 90 seconds on the timer for the candidate's opening introduction. And then we will set four minutes on the timer for questions and responses for each question and response. Thank you. The only other thought that I'll leave you with before you leave us is that um, I will read an instruction to the council members. I'm just going to read it right now because we will make sure that the questions that we ask are appropriate questions and that there's no nothing that could smack of or be interpreted as a discriminatory question. So I'm just going to read this formally in terms of the things that we're going to refrain from doing. So we're going to refrain from asking questions about protected categories. I'm going to ask about your age or your gender or anything like that. We're going to refrain from asking about protected categories, uh, refrain from talking about harassment, retaliation, abusive conduct. None of that will should and will be coming from the people up here uh, on the basis of race, sex, gender, religion, national origin, ancestry, physical or mental disability, medical condition, marital status, age, sexual orientation, color, creed, pregnancy, genetic information, gender identity or expression, political affiliation or belief, military veteran status, or any other classification protected by applicable local, state, or federal laws. That's not going to keep us from asking hard questions, so get ready. Okay, if you could escort the group out. If you have one more announcement, please proceed. I just selected the random order. Okay. So here is the order. So Salima Hernandez, you are first. Then Saida, you will be second. Spade, you will be third. David Anderson is fourth. And Ken Pond, you will be fifth. Um, okay, so Salima, if you can remain here, and then Sarah will escort everybody to Sister Cities Gallery.
sorry, Mr. Mayor, the other thing is I will have to use two timers because the timer in here does not do 90 seconds. So I can do two minutes and cut it off at 30 and have my phone as a sound or, okay. There's currently sound in the Sister Cities room, so we're going to have to wait a moment. In fact, I think I'm going to take a formal break because I don't know how long that's going to take. So I'm just going to put us into recess and with an anticipated return time of 10 minutes. It could be faster, so please don't leave and then later be surprised. We're in recess. Do you want me to test it? So can they hear us? Sarah, can you stand in Sister Cities and confirm that the, the volume is off? Yes, the volume is off. Okay. Mr. Okay. Mayor. Okay, so let's take 30 seconds together. Okay, we are back in session. So do you have your timer up and ready? Yes. So again, Ms. Hernandez, we will begin with you. We're gonna give you about 90 seconds for an opening statement. Tell us a little bit about you, your background, whatever you, however you wanna use that time, and then we'll proceed with questions. And you can adjust the microphone. Yep. I was afraid of that. <laughs> so um, good evening, Mayor. Juan Gonzalez and all council members, thank you for having me. Think I'm so honored to have been chosen for your last six candidates. And um, I want to say that I've been a resident of San Leandro on and off for the last maybe 30 years. And I'm very happy here. Um, I believe in health, good health, um, respect, integrity, and most of all, um, moral ethics. I think that if we all had moral ethics, we would all have more respect for one another here in the city of San Leandro, which we do lack a little bit of, of, but working as a community, we all come together and make it a lot better than what it is now. And that's my main goal is to be a part of the community and to give back. That's it. <laughs> Perfect, okay. So with that, what we're going to do is we're going to go through our council members, and I'm going to just um, 
I don't know if we need to formally ran, randomize. I'm going to start with different council members each time so that it has that, uh, that sense of fairness on each individual one. So this for this particular round, I'm going to start with uh, council member Baloo. I'm going to come to Vice Mayor Simon and then go to the end and just kind of work down and I will go last. So I will begin with you, Council Member Baloo. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Salima, we have four minutes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, at two minutes, I'm going to raise my hand to tell you that I want to ask you my second of two questions. And if there's still time, I actually have a follow-up on your introduction. So my first question is, besides yourself, which one of the other applicants that are here tonight do you consider most qualified for this appointment and why? Um, I couldn't answer that. I don't know them individually. I don't know them personally. But I'm sure each and every one being a resident of San Leandro and having the same thoughts that I do, or not the same thoughts, but the same goals, is to make our city better. Thank you. My second question is, if appointed, what is your plan to conscientiously represent all 90,000 plus residents of San Leandro and not be unduly influenced by a small number of activists who do not necessarily speak for or represent the values of the 90,000 plus San Leandrans, please be specific. Um, I would go to each and every district and do my best at participating in fundraisers, getting to know each council member that is in charge of that district and seeing what I could participate in helping and learning and giving it all. I'm a go-getter, so I think that whatever opinion or whatever goal they have set for that district, I would love to be a part of and I would collaborate with all of you guys and get the job done. Okay, and then follow up on your intro since we have a little time left. Is that okay, Mayor? Uh, you talked about respect, integrity, and moral ethics. What's your definition of moral ethics? Moral ethics is for you to respect each and every one of us as whether it be race, um, religion, or whatever beliefs that you, whatever beliefs you have in religion, race, and the way that you live personally, I have respect for all that. And I think for me, that's moral ethics, just to have respect. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Vice Mayor Simon, please. Hi, Mr. Simon. <laughs> Thank you, Salema. I'm very happy that you have uh, chosen to yourself out there. This is not an easy process and we appreciate you for this. Thank you. Thank you. So here's my first question. At present, seniors in San Leandro are the largest group among youth, adults, and seniors. With seniors consisting of 39% of our population and in time is expected to grow even larger. What specific measures will you take to cater to the growing senior community? I think we need an age-friendly city. So meaning that everybody should participate in taking care of our seniors and you know giving to their community because they are in more needs than we are. Thank you. Next question is, how do you plan to coordinate with the school district? As you've probably seen, we have quite a bit of youth that come to our council meetings on certain items. And um, how would you see uh, improving our relationships or improving our interaction with, with the school district from all levels, from high school to elementary school? How, how would you go about that? 
Well, being a secretary for school site council, this is my third year and being fourth year in PTO, which is the, PTO, the parent teacher organization. And also I'm a representative for the James Madison Elementary that my son goes to. And I represent the LCAP meeting. I mean, I represent the school at the LCAP, which is the local um, control and accountability plan. So my, I would go and visit each and every school and talk with the PTO maybe and all the school site councils and, and get to know them and see what their needs are so we could all work together. Thank you. And the last question would be, what do you like most about San Leandro? I like that it's a diversity city, that it has a lot of different cultures and we all are never too old to learn all about these different cultures that maybe some we're not aware of. And it's a very friendly city. I think everybody gets along. That's what I see as my city. Thank you. You're welcome. That concludes my questions. Thank you for your questions. Now go down to uh, Councilmember Azevedo, please. Hello, Salama. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. Nice to Good. see you. Good to see you. Thank you for willing to volunteer your time to put yourself out there to help the community. It's, okay. It is a stressful job, but it, you help a lot of people when you do okay. this job, so it, it's a good job. I'll be at your trash pickup. <laughs> Thank you for volunteering. And all that. Okay. What, what made you have the passion or desire to want to be a council member? Um, just being a part of my school community and getting to know people, getting to know you, um, our Mayor Juan, Victor, um, Fran. <laughs> when I got my award, I remember Fran. Remember when I got the kindness award from my principal at the school? I got the friendly award from the mayor. And then um, that's what made me be a part of, want to be a part of the, um, the council is because I want to get in deeper. I don't want to work just with James Madison. I want to work with the whole city. Okay. What, what do you think will be the first issue in our city that you'd want to start to work on to tackle? Um, I want to save, um, safe, you know, um, being more safe. I think there's a lot of um, robberies going on and, and a lot of the people getting hurt, pedestrians and traffic. And I think that would be one of my goals is safety. Thank you. Thank you. For your Thank you. Yeah, so I'd like to come down the aisle to Councilman Regulator. Thank you, Salama, for <clears throat> applying for this, um, this appointment. Thanks for having me. There is a lot of great applicants that we looked at and, um, you know, uh, so we were impressed with your application and your involvement in the community. So my question is, the city has over $300 million in unfunded capital improvement projects, CIP, is what we call okay. it. How would you try to solve this issue? Um, I think what I would do, that was one that I wrote down. I think I, was, I would develop alliance with every council member and the mayor to help address various concerns and participate in community organizations like Unity in the Community and Neighborhood Associations. And, um, you know, San Leandro has a lot of unhoused folks and we're in the process of uh, moving forward with a navigation center 
uh, where, how would you help out in that process and, and commit to um, volunteering, volunteering at the navigation center, maybe. And um, I think those are my questions. Sorry, I'm so nervous. No, no, you're fine. You're doing well. Thank you very much. So I'm going to come down to Councilmember Bowen. Hi there. Hi, Ms. Bowen. How are you? Thank you. Um, my first question, Salama, is um, can you tell me about a time when you've had to make a difficult decision and speak to the process and your considerations in making that decision? Um, I was at the school and um, there was a disagreement between certain staff members and parents. And instead of making the problem bigger, I was a translator. So I took the parent aside and explained to them the way they were thinking was so different because they were from another country. So I kind of let them know how it's different in America, you know, not always wanting to make people change, but make you understand that there's so much more opportunities to look at and another way to look at things and not to just think that people are out to hurt you, to have more confidence, you know, here in the States because a lot of people come into this country thinking that we're just ready to attack and that nobody cares. And then being my, my job, I'm a um, family resource specialist. So I help a lot of families, you know, with the resources that the city of San Leandro or the state of California has to offer. And um, they don't seem to understand that it's okay to need help and ask help for help. So when I was in that situation at the school, getting back to the school, um, we came to an understanding and they were willing to take the help and understand what was right and what was wrong on behalf of the other staff members at the school. You're welcome. Quality of, quality of life issues are important to the satisfaction of residents and critical to a strong community. What specific concerns would you want to address on the council? And can you please share specific strategies that you think the city can take? Um, housing or the homelessness, um, mental health. I live in an area where a lot of these patients that are mentally ill come down from the John George Hospital. And when they're released, they, I see them in the neighborhood and it's so sad that, that we wanna help them. There was a guy wanting to eat a, a watermelon and I wanted to go out there and cut it for him, but then he didn't look you know, very stable. So I couldn't go out there and, and cut that watermelon for him with that knife. So I think that mental health also, we that would be one issue. And then um, again, public safety. Thank you. And then my last question, I'm really passionate about trying to serve families, especially families with young children and, and teenagers. And I appreciate the work that you're doing with the schools. What programs or projects would you want to see happen in the city um, in the short term and the long term for our youth? Um, I'd like to see more um, after school programs, something that they benefit from the, from because the after school programs that I've noticed that are going on are after school, but they change so quickly. They maybe like go to two weeks and like for eight days, one day out of the week. And how much can you learn? You know, especially they, they're teaching them another language, a foreign language. And it's like, how much can you learn? And if they could be longer and but, you know, 
the instructors, they, they need their, we need funds to pay them. So that would be one goal that I would set to um, get more programs after school for the kids to participate in after school. Thank you. Those are my questions. If I've calculated this right, we've gone full circle. So it's my turn. So let's talk a little bit about public safety. I think you've mentioned it a couple of times. Um, and, and it can be a broad answer from crime through uh, pedestrian safety, as broad as you want to make it. Talk to me about how you see addressing those, change, those issues and how you think we as a group, in collaboration with the city manager and her team, can make that change occur? Um, I think that working together and deciding or um, bringing in more police officers and um, awareness to all the traffic, the traffic that's going on in our city and the kids on bicycles. I think all those issues need to be addressed in order to keep our pedestrians and our um, residents safe. I want to switch gears on you. Um, I think at the very beginning, someone asked about uh, hundreds of millions of dollars of unfunded uh, mm -hmm. exposure, shall we say, for the city. Um, I'd like to tackle it from the side of economic development, businesses that we bring here, how we increase our tax base and mm -hmm. tax revenues. Or we could even go into other areas like fundraising through bonds and specialty taxes. I don't really care which way you take it, but talk about how we get more money into this city and ultimately into the city coffers so that we can address those concerns. Hey, I wrote down a couple of things that I thought of. I thought of bringing life science to campuses, biotech firms, create tur tourism in San Leandro, build hotels to increase tax fare, supporting our general funding, and work with nonprofits that support the needs of San Leandro. Okay, so I'm going to run with a third question then to explore a little bit about the possibility of uh, bond funding or a tax of some type. And trying to be very general so that you can tell me what your ideas might be with respect to a, a bond that we might uh, present to the public for their potential approval or a tax that we might. So you're asking that. What, what are your thoughts on what we might be able to do for that part of it? So you've talked about the economic development piece, but tell me a little bit more about this other piece. To be honest with you, I, I wouldn't know how I'd have to collaborate with all the council members and learn more about that. Okay. What I'd like to do is give you maybe a minute now to just, Wrap up. Give give us your final thoughts. Maybe there's something you haven't want that no one's asked you about that you want to share. I'm so nervous. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, You're among friends here. Okay. Thanks. Um, I'm just happy to be here, and I want to be a part of the community. I'll give it my hundred and ten percent. I love being um, a part of of the council or, or the committees in the school. So I've gotten a touch of what it is to work with people. We have different thoughts. We all have our opinions. We all are, have our um, own beliefs. But once we all get together, I think that I would be a great part of the team to understand and respect each and every one of you and your thoughts. Thank you so much for coming in, for sharing. And I want you to know that you should feel 100% comfortable 
sitting and you get the benefit of having gone first. You get to hear the others. No, I'm more done with <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You, you're most welcome. Thank you. Kara Saida is next. So we will take 45 seconds while the Sarah Bunting goes and brings her, brings Saida in particular. So be Saida Stroud. Clarifying question, Mayor. Welcome. How are you? Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. How's so, everyone? So we're going to jump into like a little about a 30 minute conversation with we get to ask some questions. So as you heard before, we're going to start with about 90 seconds. You to kind of introduce yourself. You, you can use that time however you want to use that time. Okay. That would be one way to approach it. Okay. It's all yours. Okay. Thank you. Um, thank you, um, Mayor Gonzalez. Thank you, everyone. I'll introduce myself again. My name is Saida Stroud, and I am a San Leandro resident. Very proud uh, to have lived here for almost 10 years. Professionally, I can talk a little bit about what I do for work. I'm an education consultant, and in my work as a consultant, I focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion and access issues that a number of organizations and community colleges face. Those are the primary um, institutions that I work with in my work. And um, I have a higher ed background. I spent about 11 years at Skyline College doing just about everything you could name um, from the administrative uh, side of the house up to um, being an administrator as I ran our entrepreneur center. Um, throughout, um, my tenure at Skyline, I was really fortunate to be able to not only work with students, but I also worked really closely with the local government, uh, the city of San Bruno, and um, helped to foster some really neat uh, programs and relationships between the college and the city, um, and um, worked with uh, our foundation in that area to support local businesses during the pandemic. So I'm really proud of a lot of that work. And my hope is that uh, some of the current things that I do now in my role and some of the things that I've done and the lessons I've learned that I'd be able to apply that um, here to the city that I live. <sighs> okay. Was that 90 oh, seconds? That's, that was your 90 oh, seconds. Oh, I heard a timer. Okay. That was your 90 seconds. There's something else in front of me with numbers on it. Yeah. Oh. Two minutes. It's okay. Two minutes, so we have to cut you 30 seconds short. Got it. <laughs> but, but you got a lot of points in. Um, <laughs> 
the commitment to the previous speaker was that we will kind of randomize how we start. Uh, so different council members will come at different sequence okay. in their questions. Uh, for you, we will begin with uh, Vice Mayor Simon, and then we'll come back down the dais and I'll, I shall be last. Thank you. Thank you for coming out tonight and appreciate you putting yourself out there and um, really wanting to give to the city. This is a this is a challenging position and um, very appreciate you being here. First question is, at present, seniors in San Leandro are the largest group among youth, adults and seniors, with seniors consisting of 39 percent of our population and in time is expected to grow even larger. What specific measures will you take to cater to the growing senior community? Thank you for the question, Vice Mayor Simon. And also thank you for the opportunity to answer all these questions and to apply. Um, that is actually something that I think about quite a bit because I, it's, it is not a secret. Um, a number of my neighbors are aging. They are beyond retired. And I even spend time helping some of them with picking up prescriptions and daily tasks. So it's something I think about a lot. Um, <clears throat> I also believe in multi-generational communities and living. I think it's really important um, just for healthy communities that we are all together and that we find a way um, to honor and respect people that have just been here longer and have worked and had careers and have served this community and who may be serving it in a different way because they're older. So, so what does that mean when it comes to like, what would I do? So I think, I think it would be really important to have spaces available really for everyone, but spaces that are accessible and that serve the needs of that aging community and where they are with also with younger people. Um, I mean, I guess one small example I have is a neighbor across the street from us uh, she is homebound. She's an elderly woman and we do whatever we can, but her most favorite thing is seeing my kid. And so I try to carve out time to just spend time with her and get to know her and bring her into the fold. And so I think bringing them into the fold is vital. They are not out on the outskirts. They're members of the community, regardless of how old they are. Thank you. The next question we have quite a few youth that attend our council meetings, particularly our, our high school, um, but also elementary schools, um, all levels of our youth. And relationships are very important between the council and our youth, which is our future. So how do you plan to coordinate with the school district to improve our relationships with the youth? Thank you for that question. Um, that one I think is kind of neat uh, because one of the things I've noticed, um, and I, I do think it has to involve the school district, but one thing that um, my partner and I have noticed, just we've lived here for about 10 years, is in the area we live in, we don't see a ton of like things for young people to do where they're safe and can be responsible and taken care of and not like, you know, Sometimes people think they're in the way, but a space that is really theirs for them um, to be themselves. But I was thinking about this, that it probably has to somehow involve, there's a high school, there's a middle school, we're down the street from the middle school. It's got to involve 
uh, people that are accustomed to working with uh, that age group and the city and to find a way to find spaces for them so that they can be themselves, have a good time, be safe. Um, and it right here in their city, they don't have to travel to Alameda to go to an arcade or do mini golf or go to Hayward, but they can be right here in their own city. So um, I think just building those inroads, having those conversations and having the right people at the table, people that have a really good idea of what young people need and having young people at the table because they usually know what they want. Thank you. Sorry. So I will go down to the end of the dais with uh, Council Member Azevedo, please. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for willing to volunteer your time and to apply for this. Um, my first question is, so what? Um, what is your passion or drive that made you want to re represent District 1 in San Leandro on the Council? Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, mainly, I would like to be more involved. I don't think it's okay to complain if you're not going to do something about it. And we all have things that we wish were different and we would want to see this and that. And so I think it's important to be involved and be a part of some process if you would like things to be a little bit different. So my drive is really just wanting to be more involved in the city that I live. Uh, because I served San Bruno for so long, I didn't live there, I lived here, <laughs> but um, I just feel like I should be bringing what I know and what I can do here for my community. Um, what also drives me is um, we almost did not move to San Leandro because we were, we were afraid that it wasn't gonna be a welcoming space for us um, because of the history and redlining. And so that was a legitimate fear of ours, so much so that I jumped over San Leandro and we looked at Hayward, for um, when we were looking for a house and we looked everywhere else. And then we ended up finding this nice pocket. And then we thought, we'll buy here, we'll live here and make our home here. And we realized really soon that it wasn't just this little pocket, but San Leandro was actually quite nice and it has changed. And so um, because of that, it also drives me to want to be a part of this community in a bigger way and continue forward. What would be the first issue you would like to tackle and work on that you see that's happening in our city that needs to be improved? I would say safety would be, and I know that's super broad, but to me that means feeling safe and also being safe. And I think um, when people feel safe that they can walk around and they're okay, um, I think that's very contagious energy. So one of the first things I would say I would tackle would be safety and the feeling of safety. Lighting, I think there are some really dimly lit areas in the neighborhood I live in and we like to walk at night with our kid and other people. Um, so I would say uh, lights, things, feeling safe. Um, that would be the, the first thing. What does that look like exactly? I think it's a little bit more complicated, but I think safety is really important. Council Member Aguilar. Uh, thank you, Saida, for your application. It was impressive and <clears throat> you should be proud of yourself to be up here on the, the top um, six. My question is, the city has over $300 million in unfunded capital improvement projects. We call it CIP. How would you try to solve this issue? address it 
Um, thank you for the question. And just a point of clarification, the issue is the funds that are there? The unfunded. So there's $300 million in infrastructure roads and what have you that we need to fix. Um, how would you how would you try to solve this issue? Would you try to solve it through a bond measure? Would you um, advocate at the federal level through the Department of Transportation to provide funding for uh, San Leandro to fix our roads? So what would you do? Okay, thank you for that. So um, not being an expert in this area, um, I would imagine we cannot, we have to have roads and we have to have safe functioning roads. Um, we have to have safe places to walk and drive. And so infrastructure is really, really important. I would think that if, if there are funds um, that the city is able to access, and if that's through the state, um, I don't know if the county if that's part of it either, but I would definitely work with, um, I would work with the, with the state and I would look at, um, based on whatever bond funds are available, um, what can, what can meet our needs in, here in the city? But it's incredibly important. Um, just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, except that it's really, really important. Um, and how would I fix the issue? It's a tough one to answer because I'm clearly struggling to answer it. So, um, yeah, that's. I think that's uh, that's all I have to say about that. It's important. It's, a, it's not a trick question. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, my second question is, it has to do with uh, our navigation center, and so we were pushing to move forward with the navigation center here in San Leandro. How would you advocate for those who are? housing those who have mental health issues so what would you do to help push the navigation forward and and um, promote this uh, sure I um, have had a little bit of experience um, working on a committee for homelessness um, in the city of San Bruno and the the vital piece uh, to that committee were the other community groups um, in adjacent cities um, that were also trying to tackle the homelessness crisis so um, to answer that question, I think partnership is really important, and it's not just a San Leandro issue. It's also all of our bordering cities, and how are they going to tackle it as well? Because people aren't, you know, people move around. Um, so I think it would be really important to um, use whatever distribution channels are available. I strongly believe in the power of social media because so many people have access um, in a way that. They just haven't before. And it's a really neat tool when used in the right way to get the word out and get the messaging out and to move an agenda forward. Thank you. Thanks. Those are my questions, Mayor. Thank you. So I'll come down to Councilmember Bowen. Hello. I'm nervous too. I do this <laughs> literally every single meeting. Um, can you tell me about a time when you've had to make a difficult decision and speak to the process and your considerations in making that decision? Sure. Uh, so I have had to let someone go from a position in my office you know, when I was previously uh, running uh, one of the areas at the college that I was in charge of. And because I know that it's a job, but there's also a person who is there and coming to work, 
and relies on that for some sort of income, it was really challenging for me um, because I felt so bad about having to let someone go. Um, sometimes the reality is what it is and we have to make these tough decisions. And so um, it was really difficult. I also liked this person, <laughs> um, but um, I was able to find a way and kind of find my voice in talking about um, actions as opposed to them as a person. And so that really helped, I think, to clarify what, what the letting go was about and um, that, you know, even though it didn't feel good, it still doesn't feel good. It was a really necessary thing to do. So uh, the communication had to be really clear. I think that was important. And the intent, I think it was good to let this person know that what is what it is about and what isn't what it is not about. Um, and so the community came down to communication um, and and yeah, it, it it's still a bummer, <laughs> but it was it was a tough decision to have to make. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Um, quality of life issues are important to the satisfaction of residents and are critical to a strong community. And what concerns do you see in District One specifically? Um, and what would you want to and what would you want to do to address um, those issues? Sure. Quality of life um, has different meanings for different people. Um, I think there's some basics, however. And um, earlier I mentioned safety and security. I think that's a very basic thing for a lot of people. And it's tough to enjoy your neighborhood if you just genuinely don't feel safe. So um, I think tackling some of that um, would really help to enhance the quality of life for some people in District 1. I also think there's an opportunity in District 1 for, um, for some businesses possibly to be there to enhance the quality of life. Um, some of the parks, I think there could be some enhancements made. Um, there's nothing better than a park. It's at least on our side of the house, it's free, <laughs> it's beautiful, um, and it's you know usually a safe place for kids and other people to play and for dogs. So um, I would think that um, ensuring that the parks are in really good condition and that they're safe and clean enhances quality of life. Um, when there are things for people to do, um, for people that want to do them, that enhances quality of life and safety and security. Thank you. That um, you've started to answer part of my next question as well. Um, and I'm I'm very passionate about um, working to uplift women and children and families, especially youth and teens in particular. Um, what specific strategies would you want to implement um, in the near term and long term to support working families, teens and young children in San Leandro? Thank you. I love that question. Um, so earlier, I also mentioned like I think I think they need something to do, and it isn't. In my view, it isn't just um, so that teenagers can go do something, but sometimes that also means that uh, parents uh, might have time to do something else as well. Sometimes we have competing priorities. And so um, is is that time? Yes, your time. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I want to come down to Councilmember Ballou. Mr. Mayor, Saida, congratulations on making it this far. I have two questions at two minutes. If the first one goes long, I'm just going to raise my hand to let you know that the first part's over so we can get to the second question. It may not take you that long. There are five of you here tonight for this position. Besides yourself, which one of the other four applicants do you consider the most qualified for this appointment and why? <laughs> okay. 
Um, I'm laughing because that does feel like not a trick question, but a very difficult question to answer. So I don't know the other candidates. I just met them tonight. I think there was one person that remembers me from a year ago at a conference. And so I just ran into them this evening. So I don't know them. Um, I would, I will say, so I think this is also a biased answer. I, I think because I, this is someone I don't know. So I have very little information to base this off of. Um, but there is someone else in the room. I'm fumbling her name. But uh, this person is super sharp. They worked in uh, higher ed spaces and equity spaces. And um, I think also they've done some special ed K through 12 work. And so they know a lot about systems. Um, and they're also um, have... Uh, I think a different side of investment in this community, because I think when you have kids, the investment might be a little bit different because every day you're thinking, well, what is my kid going to do? Um, but I, I can't remember that person's name. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's not an easy question. I yeah. I, but I know who I have her in my head, the person. Yes. The second part, the second question is if you're appointed, What's your plan to conscientiously represent all 90,000 residents of San Leandro, 90,000 plus, and not be unduly influenced by a small number of activists who do not necessarily speak for or represent the values of the 90,000 plus San Leandrans? Please be specific. Be specific. Um, I think it's important. Um, <laughs> everyone has an opinion and we all live here. Um, and so I think you know, we all matter. And um, I mean, I don't believe in bullying either. So I, I don't, I don't expect that I would be swayed because someone is influential. Um, I have my laurels um, and things that I believe. And I believe that the city is for everyone. And everyone also will never get everything that they always want. That's just a reality of life. Um, but I think we can do our best uh, to come close and hear what people have to say and try to make the best decisions. Thank you. And there's a minute left. So I'm going to do a follow-up on one of my colleagues questions. You talked about one of the things you would do to improve the quality of life is to bring some businesses into district one. What kind of businesses do you see business one that would really benefit district one? We only have about a minute, but. Uh, sure. Ooh. Um, Probably no more coffee shops because we're good in that department. They're amazing already. Um, but I think there's an opportunity for um, some shopping to happen in our area. I don't really see that right now. Um, it would uh, I think there's an opportunity for some restaurants to open as well. Um, maybe some niche things that you can't really get anywhere else, but you can come to San Leandro. We're right by BART. I would love for somebody to hop on BART and come here and say, yeah, hey, I came here and I couldn't get this anywhere else. So I'm going to catch BART here all the time and shop and do that kind of thing. So that's that's what I think. Yes. Hey, thank you. Thank you, sure. Mr. Mayor. <laughs> I'd like to go to public safety. You've mentioned it a couple of times, and so I just I want to dig in. So talk to me about how we're going to make this happen, because it, it sounds like you're you're into this. So you've got two minutes to just like brainstorm with me. Give me everything you got on public safety. Sure. Um, also not a public safety expert, uh, but I do have I, I do have an opinion on what what it feels like 
to be in an area where I feel I can walk around and I can be, I don't, I'm not really super worried about my kid. I'm not worried about tripping over something because it's so dark or something happening. Um, and I also think when places are well lit and there are more people out, it also tends to feel a little bit safer because there's just more happening. So um, if you're asking specifically, what are some of the things I would do? Um, not knowing what the light bill would be like, I would definitely increase the lighting. Um, just going to the grocery store does not feel safe for us right now. And um, I, I should feel safe. I'm with a 6'5 person, but it's so dark and dim that it I, I do get concerned and worried. And then I think about people who, you know, really are worried about their own safety. So lighting would be like a really big thing everywhere. I, I think it, everything should be well lit. Um, also with safety, uh, I'm a big believer in community policing uh, strategies. And I would really like to get to know the, if there's an officer in my neighborhood, I don't know them yet. And we've been there for almost 10 years. Um, we do hear sirens sometimes and there's something happening and there's a chopper overhead. So sometimes that happens, but I would really like to get to know um, the officers who are in my neighborhood. I would like my daughter to know who these people are and I'd like her to know that they are here to make her feel safe. They're not here for any other reason. Thank you. So I think that's important. Thank you. So I'd like to pivot to a second question. Okay. Let's focus on economic development and I really want to focus on the angle of revenue generation for the city. So sales tax revenue, any kind of revenue that comes out of uh, increased economic activity, or you can take it in a different direction and just talk about some kind of tax or a bond or something that you want to pass. Cause we've talked about hundreds of millions of dollars of need. I want to get to how are we going to get that money and brainstorm with me on that. Sure. Um, well, I, I believe in taxes. Um, I think that's how we can afford to have certain things that we need. If I'm trying to think. Um, a few smoke shops have opened recently. And so I'm not really sure. They're, they're great and everyone needs, you know, different things. I think it would be, um, that might be an area I would, I would check out and see, you know, if, can we pull some additional revenue from that? Um, also, <laughs> I know that um, CBD is big and it's been legalized in some areas. I think that could also be a tax base. If the I don't know if the city even has businesses that are selling those products, but um, it could probably mean a lot in tax revenue. And I think if it's done responsibly, um, it could be used to fund all the lighting that I would like to see in the city and other things. Sure. Thank you. So I'd like to give you just like a, a minute to wrap up. Is there something we didn't ask you, something that you want to restate? This time is yours. Okay, thank you. Uh, sure, so I'm really happy to have this time. You had asked me a question earlier, um, Council Member Bowen, and I think it was in relation to um, parents or families and what do they need? And so uh, what I wanted to say was just that um, I think 
like I said, I'm in an aging community and I felt like when we moved here, we were the only younger family in our entire neighborhood. And then people started slowly moving in. So I think though all those families need support. I think um, we have a senior community and we now have this younger community of people who have kids going to daycare and many of us are working. And so we need the support and help uh, from the city to be part of this community as well. And thank you so much. Thank you all. I really appreciate the opportunity to stand before you and share my thoughts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> you are welcome to stay if you'd like. You don't have to stay. It's completely your choice. Thank you. Spade is next. So excuse my council members who are grabbing a snack. Absolutely. It's totally 30 seconds. Fine. We're coming back. It promises to be a long evening. time. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. That's good. So uh, this is going to go like a conversation. We're going to give you 90 seconds to kind of tell us a little bit about it, you or anything that you want to do during that time, 90 seconds. Then we've chosen a random order for who starts with the questions. And then we work through it. And I'll be the last person to ask questions. And so the clock is yours. Right. Mayor Gonzalez, Vice Mayor Simon, and honorable members of the City Council, thank you so much for the opportunity to address you tonight. Um, and I humbly ask for your appointment to the District 1 City Council seat. I believe in my unique combination of professional experience, community, community leadership, and my lived experience as an immigrant Latina will complement the strengths of this council. I have dedicated my career to public service. I served um, in leadership positions in the cities of San Leandro and the city of Berkeley. I've worked in equity-focused nonprofits that um, focus on serving folks who are um, underserved and without resources. And for over 10 years, I've supported public education in, in K-12 by ensuring equ equitable access and resources to Black, Latino, and English language learners, as well as low-income students. My priorities include community-oriented public safety, addressing homelessness, affordable housing, supporting existing businesses, and fostering economic development. I'm a proud mother of two, and since becoming a mother, I've rediscovered San Leandro in a whole new light. On a personal note, I'm deeply moved by the support that I've received from my, from my neighbors and from folks that I've worked with over the decades. Out of respect for your time, I've asked them to submit their comments online and via email. I also want to thank the opportunity to thank my family, my husband, for their support through this process. Thank you for your time. At this point in time, we will be starting with Councilmember Azevedo and then coming down the dice. Hello. Hey. Thank you so much for willing to offer your time to on the city council and represent district one what would you say would be the first issue you would tackle in san leandro thank you for the question um so in speaking with various community members in various parts of the city public safety emerges as um as one of the of one of the priorities um and not just in kind of public safety and crime but also the kind of other areas like traffic, like speeding, um, safety, and the walkability of neighborhoods. People really want to feel like they belong and that they can feel safe where they shop, where they eat, where they buy their um, groceries. So that would be one thing that I would um, prioritize. I think another thing that makes people feel safe is um, having a place to live. And so addressing homelessness is another one that I would um, prioritize out of my priorities that I addressed. 
My second question is, what is your passion or drive to want to be on the city council? Sure. Um, I have been fortunate enough to be, have been mentored by people who signed me something that I didn't see in myself. And so I have dedicated my career um, to mentoring and being mentored by young people um, to learn about their perspectives and also to grow mine. Um, I also use that um, to, I really see the city council as the conduit and the voice and connecting community with, with city hall and with their um, government. And so to me is about creating a space where we all see each other reflected in the spaces that we go, whether they're public and our businesses. And so when I talk about belonging and when I talk about mentoring, I really want, like, that's really where I see that. Um, and I see the city council as reflective of that and connecting, channeling, various communities and resources with city hall and with their, and with their government. Can I just ask a quick question? Um, is it four minutes per council member or is it four minutes per question? Okay. Thank okay, you. Per council member. Okay. That's all my questions. Thank you. Okay. Council member Aguilar, please. Thank you, Mayor Gonzalez, and thank you, Spade, for submitting your application. Um, congratulations on being one of the six to uh, be a part of this process. Um, my question is, the city has over $300 million in unfunded capital improvement pro projects, call them CIP. Hmm? How would you try to solve this issue? Yes. So I was looking over the city budget as kind of the foundational documents, right, that you all have um, voted on. Um, one, I really do see and applaud the council for really tackling this and addressing it head on. Um, Y'all have um, looked at the variety of infrastructure needs, like streets and facilities and all the improvements. You have, you know, listed them and prioritized them um, in kind of where they stand in terms of urgency and cost. And I really applaud you all for um, for um, uh, adding the $30 million over six years to help um, fund some of these, um, some of these needs. So I, I think that that's a balance. One, we have to make sure that resources are spread throughout the city and ensuring that um, different communities that may not, that may feel that may not have um, access to these kinds of improvements, that they feel that it's been distributed equitably, um, but also balancing um, the kind of higher need, higher dollar projects with the ones that are about to get to that point, right? Because we want to invest in projects that may not cost as much but they will maybe double in cost and we wait five years. Um, so balancing the kind of really urgent ones that need to get done because there's public safety issues there, I don't know. Um, so that it's like a public safety type thing where we talk about a fire access route or something like that. Um, but then there's also some projects that have been 
on the queue for a long time and they kind of keep kind of getting worse and worse. So balancing the, um, the projects, ensuring that there's equitable distribution and ensuring that they're also the projects where they're located, that they're distributed within all the districts. You. And my other question is, um, has to do with our navigation center. So we're mm -hmm. advocating to um, build this navigation center here in San Leandro to help um, address our unhoused and, and mental health issues. How would you um, move forward in advocating with that to make sure that we streamline the process to make this come to fruition? Yeah. So thank you for that question. And it's um, one of my priorities. Um, so the good news is that we're not the first city that established a navigation center. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned. We are, however, a unique community. We're really diverse. Um, we have a variety of folks who are in need of these services that are veterans that just, you know, come from all walks of life. So in terms of advocating for resources is really working with our county partners and with the state partners um, and utilizing um, the tools that we already have. We have state and federal lobbying organizations that work with the council and with staff. So leveraging that, um, but also, um, you know, looking at the opportunities that the state already has for this type of investment. So working with our state partners, working with our with our um, county partners, and really making sure that when we make improvements to and when we launch the navigation center, that we use data to make improvements and that we also kind of use that um, to improve it and make sure that it serves the needs of the folks who need it. Thank you. Those are my questions. Thank you. Councilmember Bowen, please. Hi, Spade A. Um, can you tell me about a time when you've had to make a difficult decision and speak to the process and your considerations? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so um, during my time in the city of Berkeley, um, I was in charge of establishing and launching a cradle to career education initiative. The challenge was that it launched right as the recession was happening. And so we really didn't have any funds, additional funds that we would be able to fund this initiative. And so the mayor said, we have to find a way to find existing money, align and get everyone moving in the same direction. And so my, my role there in charge of um, education, health and community services and as a deputy chief of staff was connecting community, connecting all the organizations that were funded through our various funding pots throughout the city. Um, and, you know, some of the organizations have been funded for decades and were a big part of the community, of the fabric of the community. And we needed to um, introduce this initiative that was a cradle to career initiative that was like a 15 year initiative, kind of really long-term introducing it, but also what value do you see yourself bringing to the community and how do you see yourself in service to this citywide um, initiative that included the school district, included higher education institutions. And so the process became uh, when it was evident that the council was going to have to reprioritize and redistribute these funds, there were really tough conversations that we needed to have about data collection, creating capacity in these nonprofits to collect the data they needed to make their case. Um, but also, um, even if they weren't able to do that, 
balance the um, balance the qualitative data, not just hard numbers, right? There's 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 people behind these numbers and there's experiences between these numbers. And so we really wanted to um, gather that. And so everyone that applied for the funding didn't get it. And as the mayor's representative working with city staff, elected staff, community members and the nonprofits, um, what ended up carrying us through this was the transparency that everyone was aware of the process, how the decision was made. They were ranked by various uh, city commissions. Um, so the process itself was very public. And we had an open door policy where if you have any questions about the process um, at any point, please come to us and we'll meet with you. So I am happy to say that, you know, years later, um, we, uh, I still have really good relationships with those organizations that didn't end up getting the funds they wanted, but they actually improved their data collection that set them up for larger grants from, from foundations. So it was capacity building and it was a lot of lessons learned. Um, another priority that is really important um, is quality of life issues. Yes. And I spoke, you spoke a little bit to it already, but um, can you share some of the concerns you see in district one in particular and some ideas that you have to addressing them? Yeah. So crime is something that is top of mind for folks, for folks, the walkability of neighborhoods, um, and also a variety of businesses that folks want to um, want to walk to and, and enjoy. Um, I know that for folks in the um, that neighbor the hills, there's concern about fire, fire safety. This time we'll go to Council Member Balloon. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Congratulations, Spade, on making it this far. Thank you. I have two questions, and we have four minutes. So if we go long on the first one, we get to two minutes, I'm just going to raise my hand. That's my indicator that I got a second question in the hopper for you. Thank you. It may not take that long. There are five of you here tonight vying for this position. Besides yourself, which one of the other four applicants do you consider the most qualified for this appointment and why? Out of the four candidates, um, I think Miss uh, Ms. Stroud is one that I would consider. Um, um, yes, Miss Stroud. And um, I have, we actually have never met, but our worlds have collided in other, in the higher education spaces. Um, and, um, and when we were also chatting um, in the back, I just really connected with her. Um, but in reading her application um, that was submitted to you, I think she was um, she would be a good addition to this to the city council. Thank you. I do have a follow up. I wasn't planning on having a follow up to this question. Did you read all of the applications of everyone? Did. Thank you. <laughs> the second question is: If you're appointed, what is your plan to conscientiously represent all ninety thousand plus residents of San Leandro and not be unduly influenced by a small number of activists? who do not necessarily speak for or represent the values of the 90,000 plus San Leandrans, please be specific. Can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, how would you conscientiously represent all 90,000 plus residents of San Leandro and not be unduly influenced by a small number of activists who do not necessarily speak for or represent the values of the 90,000 plus San Leandrans? 
Um, I speak to this in my application, but one of my big goals, and this was something that I was mentored um, on, and I, it's a muscle that I've learned to, to use, is moving from perception to perspective. Uh, we all have our lived experience and whatever we grew up with, lived with, or whatever, that um, where we live, it really paints uh, the perception of the things that we're experiencing. And when we talk to someone in the, that if we talk to two people who were in the same place at an event, you might have two totally perspectives about what happened. And so to me is understanding that there's perspective, that there's perspective to this, but moving into putting yourself into other people's shoes and getting to the perspective of where they are and why, and kind of understanding their why. Um, I, um, I have an open door policy as well. I meet with folks and um, I have been in really hard conversations about social problems, solutions, and having some really good debate um, about some of these issues. And so I think ultimately what I do is um, I usually come, almost always come from a place of assuming best intentions, that we all are active because we believe that we have a role in improving the city that we live and the community that we are a part of. And so I always bring that when I talk to people um, and it served me well because even when we are in disagreement, we always agree that we are in the debate because we care about what we're talking about and we want to, whatever small influence we may have in the room and the place that we're sitting in, we wanna make use that to improve our community. And so I think that carries us through through that. And so I, you know, I want to talk to folks online. I want to talk to folks uh, in person, um, go to events where people go, cultural events, park events, um, and utilize those, those opportunities. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Vice Mayor Simon, please. Good evening. Good evening. Present, seniors in San Leandro are the largest group among youth, adults, and seniors, with seniors consisting of 39% of our population and in time is expected to grow even larger. What specific measures will you take to cater to our growing senior community? Thank you for that question, Vice Mayor. Um, one really, a fact that I was reading through um, the housing element was, um, 56% of senior-headed homes in San Leandro are low-income. And they are, and most, most folks who are not seniors, we are one to three paychecks away from homelessness. But 56% of our seniors in San Leandro are low-income. And so um, that was just really surprising to read. Um, also, one out of five households in San Leandro spend 50% of their income on housing. And so I think for um, when, I, when I speak to um, some of our seniors, um, they wanna age in place and they want to um, continue to be part of the community that, that they've invested so much of their energy, their time um, and, their, and their resources. Um, and can I just pause and can I have you repeat the second part of the question? What specific measures will you take to cater to the growing 
senior community? What specific measures? Mm -hmm. So um, one is addressing this um, housing question and ensuring that we can keep seniors in their in their homes. Also, um, I've also heard that a lot of our seniors don't feel safe anymore going out into um, where they shop and where they eat and where they have fun. And so safety continues to emerge as a priority across age groups and seniors as well. Um, so, um, so I'll just leave it at that since we're... Thank you. You may have seen in past council meetings, recent council meetings, we've had a large high school um, showing coming out to our council. We've also had um, in past meetings, elementary schools come to accept nominations, um, leading our flag opening and wanted to know from your perspective, how would you um, on council better improve our relationship with our youth, whether it's high school, elementary school, how would you improve our relationships? Mm -hmm. um, the bulk of my career has been in education and K-12 and higher education. And I think um when I, every year I go to San Leandro uh, Career Day, um, every year. And what I hear from young people asking for is opportunity. They want opportunity. They want to live here and work here and have fun here. And so I think how we can connect with them is ensuring that as we may, as the council makes decisions, um, that we keep them in mind and think long-term because they are listening to what the city is doing. They are act. They are asking, "Where can I get a job? If I want to go to college, is there money? Can I go to the library and do my homework?" They're they're often asking for opportunity, and they are looking for people they can speak to, um, to resource whatever it is that they want to do. So I think as council members, I think we should you should also be open to being mentored by these young folks who have so many great ideas about their vision for the city and their vision for their lives and for their and for their communities. Thank you. I'd like to spend a little bit of time digging into public safety. Yep. You've mentioned it and just really want to brainstorm some strategies. I, I want to know the how. How are we going to make our city safer? What can you be doing to help us achieve that goal? So um, so to create a, a safer community, I think we need to provide opportunity and foster our sense of belonging to the city. Um, I also believe that residents and visitors need to feel safe in their homes. Um, so in terms of priorities, um, there's um, four. One is a fully staffed, responsive, and culturally appropriate, uh, but also visible police force so that folks feel safe when they're walking around understand that there are levels of harm that have been done that some folks may not feel that but having them in a way that is culturally appropriate um, in the spaces that they are um, is, is one continue to strengthen the community police board um, i'd also like to add that uh, data transparency is important um, i know that the police department is um, short-staffed um, and they're you know there's issues there in terms of staffing, but I was unable to find the most recent crime data. And I think that transparency 
in what is happening um, might change some of the perceptions that people have about what's happening, right? Because I think, you know, I've heard um, Governor Newsom say that we don't live our life in the aggregate and that behind, you know, even if crime may be trending down, there's still, there's still crime happening to someone and they don't feel safe. And so um, really having that data um, available to the public um, would be useful. Um, but, um, you know, and folks continue to uh, talk about traffic safety, pedestrian safety, and speeding in residential neighborhoods. That continues to kind of elevate past the past the crime and I'd, feeling safety. So I'd like to move to our, my second question. It's really focused um, in whatever you want to take it, economic development or taxes, because I really care about the, the 300 million, I think that Council Member Aguilar talked about. This is one thing to talk about how we spend the money. It's another thing to talk about how we get the money. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's economic development or mm -hmm. taxes or bonds mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, helicopter from the sky, I don't really care how. Got it. I, just, I want you to brainstorm with me about the how. Yeah. So one of the ideas that I was, you know, in bringing my higher education perspective is Sally Andrew is uniquely situated in the Bay Area. We have two freeways, two BART stations. We have the ocean and we have the hills and we have, you know, this amazing combination of ingredients. And one thing that I thought might, you know, in, in looking at some of the Caltrans data, we have thousands of people that travel through our freeways. So I think um, bringing in an extension campus, a higher education extension campus, Sally Andra already does, does this through their apprenticeship programs. Um, there's a lot of apprenticeship programs that are based in Sally Andra where we have people who are coming here to get an education. But if we brought an extension campus here um, near one of the BART stations, there's Bayfair that's going, you know, we're planning for that long term. There's downtown. There's a lot of um, amazing office space there that I think we can leverage um, to bring a, an extension campus and really solidify San Leandro as a place where adult learners come and reskill themselves, but also where they come and spend time and they and they find out about all the amazing things that we're doing here. They they'll walk downtown and um, spend money in the restaurants and go to and also enjoy the library if they need to do some of their homework. So that's one idea that I'd like to elevate. Thank you. So we'd like to give you the opportunity to kind of maybe give you a sixty seconds to wrap up. Maybe there was a question that you didn't feel like you answered just right, or, gee, you didn't ask me about this. I came so prepared, and I want to be able to, to share with you about this great answer that I had to the question you didn't ask. This is your time. I am very so grateful for the opportunity to address you tonight. As you can see, I have the professional and the leadership qualifications to honorably represent District 1 in San Leandro. My household, our household, is reflective of many of them here. I am an immigrant and my husband's family has been here for 74 years. I pursued higher education and he's a union and he, um, he completed a union apprenticeship and my profession is in public service and, his, and he's a union plumber. So when we decided to grow our family, the choice was obvious. So when we moved to, to, to San Leandro, the diverse and active community was something that to me spoke a lot about the values of the city. I have the experience and aptitude with this to work with all of you and with staff to accomplish this, the, the council's goals. And I also commit to being a channel and a voice of the community to their government. 
I really want to thank you for your time and for your consideration. Thank you very much. So you are welcome to stay if you want. You don't feel should not feel obligated to stay. This is this is your time, your decision. Uh, I will say that as committed after our third speaker, we're going to take uh, approximately a ten minute break so that we can stretch and make sure that we're mentally refreshed for our next two speakers. So we stand in recess.
Okay, so I think I've got all my council members present. So at this point in time, uh, I understand that Mr. Anderson is being retrieved from the sequestering, sequestration room, and we will proceed with Mr. Anderson next. I'm gonna go ahead and call us to order just so that we are formally back on the record. Okay, Council, are we ready? Looking down the aisle, looks like we are ready. So at this point in time, Mr. Anderson, welcome. So we will give you 90 seconds to use as you'd like. You can give some background on yourself. You can do whatever you want to do. Then we'll go down the aisle. We've randomly selected who will start each section. And so that's how we will go. Each person starts differently for each speaker. And so go ahead. You've got 90 seconds to introduce or do whatever you'd like. Okay, I'm David Anderson. I'm originally from Oakland, California. I've been here in San Leandro for 22 years. I'm a retired sheet metal worker. I'm enjoying my retirement, but I feel I have a lot to give. I was on the school board and I got involved with the schools because of my children. I got involved with the city because I was appointed to San Leandro Senior Commission. And we done, I was on it with Mr. Mr. Simon and we were able to do a lot of things. So I'm just gonna kind of read some of the stuff because it's easy for me to do that. Uh, uh, let me see. I've dedicated a, a substantial, substantial amount of my time as a volunteer within our community. As a former senior commissioner, I forged connections to numerous seniors, with seniors, providing daily support through various activities. Additionally, I attracted and participated in cleanup incentives in the city of San Leandro. I contributed a lot of my efforts to help the Davis Street Community Center. I organized annual food drives where we donated from Bell Vista. We donated, I mean, literally tons of food during the holidays. We collected up there and I drove it down and gave it to them. Um, my passion really lies in making a tangible difference in the lives of others. Also, I'm not going to read anymore. I also feel that I have the ability to work with groups of people. I have the ability to not be divisive and I work well with ideas and I come up with ideas to make things better for the city. And I think that's what's unique about it because that was it. Okay. Yes. So at this point in time, we're gonna go down and have the continue our dialogue, right? So I think for this session, it is Council Member Aguilar, if I'm remembering correctly. Council Member Aguilar. Thank you, Mayor Gonzalez. And thank you, um, uh, Dave, for being a part of this process and congratulations on being one of the top six. 
Uh, my question is, the city has over $300 million in unfunded capital improvement projects. Um, we call it CIP. How would you try to solve this issue? How would I solve the issue of unfunded money? Of unfunded capital improvement projects. For capital improvement? Well, again, you have to work as a team. We have a city manager that brings ideas to us. We know that we have homeless issues. We uh, have a lot of houses that we, I mean, spaces to build homes, which we need to talk about doing that. But again, it, go, it goes with working with individuals, whether it be developers, private uh, interest groups, or the city. And that's what I would do, working together to try to make those different things happen. Yeah. And uh, my second question is um, with regards to the navigation center where you know, we're moving forward with the navigation center here in San Leandro. How would you advocate um, to partner and, and, and move forward with the navigation center with uh, those who are unhoused and those who have mental health issues? How would I move forward with the navigation houses? We've got it. We've actually purchased it from my understanding. Another thing about the city, the transparency that we have. I understand we missed part of the grant. So now that we own the Nimbus, is that correct? Yes, no, we can't answer it. But if we do, we'll continue to work with that and also get private resources to come in and also help contribute to it. You know, a lot of people out here want to help San Leandro. I belong to a group, uh, I sit on a board of directors with the Northern Light Schools, and we get to mingle with a lot of people that donate money. They, What they're telling me is no one from San Leandro have asked them for help. And, and I said, okay, I can put you in contact with different people, whether I get nominated or not, because we do need those resources. A lot of all players, uh, private investors, they want to help San Leandro. And navigation houses, that's what we need to do. San Leandro have a perfect example of one that's being successful, that works. Uh, they identify the people, they bring them in, they identify them, they help them move on and get their lives together. So I would try to continue moving in that direction. Thank you. Those are my questions, Mayor. Thank you. At this point in time, we'll go to Council Member Bowen, please. Hi, Dave. Uh, my first question to you is, can you tell me about a time you've had to make a difficult decision and speak to the process and your considerations? Okay, a, a time that I had to make a difficult decision? Ooh, I had a lot of times I had to make a, diff a lot of difficult... Um, really, I just do my fact-finding. When I have to make a decision, I do my research. I talk to the people I'm involved with and say, this is the way I would perceive moving, and I get their input, and then I move forward. I think a lot of times we make it more difficult than, than what it really is. If we have a common agenda, which we all should, city council members, that we're trying to make San Leandro a better city, is how do we do it? So once you come to that conclusion, you need to work together on making that happen. So it's not really hard. Like I said, I have four daughters, and they kind of taught me how to make difficult decisions with the young man they pick. So it's, it's, it's really, I, I don't think it's that hard for me. I was on the Oakland School Board. And when I got on there with those other seven or six board members, it was fighting left and right. Year and a half with everybody focused on the budget. You have to get the budget straight. You can't have people donating money. And then the superintendent takes it and put a general purpose budget. Everything has to know where it's going to go and why it's dedicated there. So I, I don't think I would have a problem making a difficult decision here in San Leandro. Thank you. Another priority that is really important to me and, and many members of the community are quality of life issues. Addressing them are critical to the satisfaction of the residents. Can you um, identify some concerns um, that are specific to District One and share strategies that can that, that you or the city would want to that you would want to take with the city? 
quality quality of life. My district, I live in Bell Vista. We have a lot of seniors, and they need a lot of help on direction, whether it's transportation, whether it's information on how do they get medicine, affordable medicine. Uh, even some places where we have here, where we have the new building, where it used to be the old CVS, I've actually, and, and I don't publicize a lot of things that I do, I've helped seniors uh, with their rent. When they raise the rent, $60 for a rent increase is a lot of money for some people. For over two years, I've helped two women there continue to have the apartment by giving them $60 every month. And I've also brought other people on to volunteer to give them $20. So those type of, those type of situations exist. Then we also have families that look at their young families that are trying to get affordable housing. So there are ways to make those things happen too. And then my last question, Dave, is what specific strategies would you want to implement to support working families, teens, and young children in San Leandro? Say that again. I don't know if I'm having... What here. specific strategies would you want to implement to support working families, teens, and young children in San Leandro? We're working families. First, we try to get the wages up, affordable wages, because we're way below what we need to be uh, here in San Leandro. I think we're about 95% uh, higher than the, the national average for housing, the expenses here, whether it's food, grocery, or houses, 95%, that's a lot of money. It'd be different. So that's what I would try to do is get the wage up. Also help, help do with the education, try to educate more people to get better jobs. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'll come down to Council Member Ballou, please. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Dave, congratulations on making it this far. I have two questions for you. we got four minutes. If, if you're um, not finished with the first question after about two minutes, I'm just going to raise my hand to give you a signal that I have another question ready to ask. The first question is, there are five of you competing for this position tonight. Besides yourself, which one of the other four applicants do you consider the most qualified for this appointment and why? It would probably be my image looking in the mirror. I can't support anybody else. I think I'm the best candidate. I wouldn't be wasting my time submitting these questions. They're all very nice. I've talked with them, I've met with them, but I think with my experience that I've you know, picked up through the years, whether it be whether going to school, whether working on the San Leandro City Council, I mean, uh, the Oakland School Board, I think my experience puts me ahead of all of the other candidates out there. And I'm not saying it disrespectfully. This is just me knowing that I can help solve problems and I can work as a team member. Thank you. And then another question I have is, if appointed, What's your plan to conscientiously represent all 90,000 plus residents of San Leandro and not be unduly influenced by a small number of activists who do not necessarily speak for or represent the values of the 90,000 plus San Leandrans? Please be specific. What I would do is there's seven districts here in San Leandro and all the needs are different in each district. And I would never work with an individual group that does not have the best interest of San Leandro at heart. So you first, you have to find out what is the interest of all those seven districts? What's the best interest? And you have to try to work with them individually, whether it's affordable housing, whether it's you maybe have too much homeless in one area. Uh, the schools, we actually have some great schools. And so as a, you have to do the survey to find out the needs of each school before you can address their needs. And I have some I have some follow up if I may. In your application, this is an additional question, just relating to your application. I'm hoping you can help us a little bit. Um, you said you envision a city embracing culinary transportation transformation with the introduction of farm to table restaurants and hybrid 
coffee shops. First of all, I've never heard of a hybrid coffee shop. Can you educate me and others in the in the chambers here? What is that? And then what's your vision for farms? Uh, hybrid coffee shop or it's a multiple use. It's not just coffee. It's a multiple use. You know, now they're trying to get like cannabis clubs where they can serve coffee in there. It's a hybrid type of thing, you know, to help bring the revenue in and it would increase our tax uh, base here in San Leandro. And uh, what's a uh, farm to table? What's your vision for how we would transform the culinary I'm sorry, we try to act, culinary transformation. We try to attract businesses that are interested in doing that. You know, there are people that want to invest in San Leandro. And we have to be open to those ideas. Like you said, you didn't even know what it is. So once we find out that that's possible to bring it here, we'll try to in increase, uh, encourage them to come in and invest. Are, are there any specific you have in mind that we could reach out to or ask our well, community development people to reach out to? When I talk to other city council members in different cities, that's what they're talking about trying to do because a lot of the uh, brick and mortar stores, they're vacant. So if you can get a cannabis club that can now serve coffee and donuts and stuff, it has a threefold purpose. It can make more money. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Somebody at a location. Okay. So I will come down the, the aisle to Vice Mayor Simon, please. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mr. Anderson, for coming out tonight. Uh, you answered some of the some of my question here with Councilmember Bowen's question, but if you could elaborate a little bit more, seniors are a very large population in our community, 39% among youth, adults, and seniors, and the population is expected to grow. Specifically, what measures will you take to cater to our growing senior community? Mm -hmm. It's a tough one. They're, they have a lot of needs. You know, one of the things we did on the uh, Senior Commission, we made this, uh, it became an age-friendly city, which with uh, AARP, we could apply for grants. It would help us get more money coming in. They have transportation issues for the seniors, uh, medical needs. A lot of seniors are just sitting home. They have no activities here. They're just getting depressed. So we need to expand on how we can reach out to those seniors. So my experience working with the uh, life enrichment program in Oakland is that we had small volunteer groups go to houses, identify people, and we would check on them once a month to make sure that they were, their needs was met, whether it was taking them to Safeways to get groceries, taking them to the laundry, or those type of things, or keeping them con in uh, contact with their relatives. A lot of times the relatives kind of put you away or forget about you. So that would also help them enjoy their life. Okay. Uh, we talk about housing, too, for seniors. I, I was mentioning earlier that the cost of living keeps changing, but for seniors, their income only stay, stays the same. So we have to reach out. Again, there are people out there that will help. They will adopt a senior and help them, give them $20 a month or $100 a month, whatever it takes to keep them going for six months so we can expand on those type of programs. And that's something that I'm willing to do. Like, like Brian, he does a lot of the volunteer cleanups throughout the city. He takes that on by himself. I would be willing to work with seniors and see what, identify those needs and make sure we can get somebody to partner with them and make that happen. It's not that difficult. I mean, I run into a lot of people that want to volunteer. They want to volunteer for the city, but they don't want to deal with all the, the bickering back and forth. They say, this is what we want to do and allow us to do it. So what if we set up that path for, they'll continue to do it. Six months to a year. Thank you. Uh, my second question 
in the past few months, we've had quite a few uh, high schoolers here, uh, young adults. Uh, we've also had in the past um, elementary school kids, uh, middle school, and some are here for a flag ceremony or there's very uh, there's issues that are very they're passionate about close to their hearts. What would you see or what would you do to improve the relationship between city council and the city and our youth? How would you bring us together, improve our, our relationship? Well, first, I, I, I would work with the students because you have our social justice groups. They're really headstrong and they want to make a change. So if you work together with them, let them know what the process is. I think uh, with a uh, case where a lot of people came and wanted to do a resolution for the uh, Palestine uh, Gaza Strip, nobody knew what the process was. So we have to teach them what the process is. The youth and the adults in city council, we need to sit down and talk, not together to violate the Brown Act or anything, but just meet with them one-on-one. The teachers kind of have control right now of our youth right now because they see them every day and the teacher will be really adamant about their feelings. But we also have to get the parents involved so we're not misleading the students. Okay? Did I answer the last part? Yeah, that's got it. Thank, <laughs> thank you. That concludes my questions. Okay. Okay, thank you. So um, I'm going to start with public safety. <clears throat> what I'd like to do, what I've done with all the, the interviewees, I want to brainstorm with you about public safety. And in particular, your. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> hey, got skipped. What's up? No, no worries. So, yes, we started. I forgot. We started with Council Member Regular. So, thank you. I apologize for that. And I will come back to mine. <laughs> Hello, David. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for willing to put yourself out there to help the community and applied to be on District 1, the City Council Member. My first question is. What made you have the passion or desire to be on the city council? Well, I, I believe it was being on a senior commission. You know, when you sit there, uh, what do we meet? Every Thursday, uh, every second Thursday, and you hear them come in and they wanted to tell us their problems, but because they really couldn't speak too much in public, once the meeting was over, they would always come to me and they would talk to me about different things. And so when you give somebody 50 bucks, a senior, they made a big difference in their life. So I said, how can you expand on What can I do to expand on that? And it's the same thing that got me involved in it with the kids in the Oakland schools, is that the services we should be providing for our kids, we weren't. So you get involved. Once you identify a problem, you can keep complaining about it, or you can get involved. I got involved with the Oakland School District for seven years. I didn't mean to get that deeply involved, but I had two daughters in there. Same thing with the seniors. I would get involved with the seniors and work with them and try to make sure we get the just affordable housing for a senior is really tough because they, they income does not change. So we have to do something to try to help them. And like I said, that would be something I would be willing to take on as a city council member. Is let's try to find that a funding source, money, to help these seniors. And like I said, I can get some people to come in and adopt a senior for six or seven months and give them that extra money. And I think that would be a big uh, uh, change in their life. Mm -hmm. So what would be the big, the biggest issue you would think is with the city that you would want to tackle first? Excuse me. 
<laughs> I mean, I know you mentioned just about the seniors, but what what what's another issue? Well, the biggest issue is we want to try to prevent crime from coming over from the borders, Oakland and uh, Haywood, because we know it's going to happen because it's happening all around the city. So we want to make sure we get our police department situated. We want to hire more police. We want to have more ambassadors out in the street. So that would be something I would want to tackle. Not not individually. I don't think any one of us can make a change. It's got to be all of us to working together. Not four, not five, but all of us got to work together. We identify a problem. Like I said, I'm willing to work with the seniors. Then we'll work with that. I can get you guys to work with me, identify the people. But one individual is going to make that big of a difference. Only thing that one person can do is bring us all together. And that's what I'd be willing to do. Whatever the issue. It starts with one person. Now it's your turn. Ah, right. Thank you. And apologies again, uh, Councilmember Acevedo. Uh, so I do want to talk about public safety and do a little bit of brainstorming with you. I want to talk about strategies, techniques, tactics, methods, whatever term you want to use. Like, how do we address the public safety challenge as broadly as you want to define public safety and as broadly as you want to define tactics, techniques, methods? I just want to know about the how. Okay. So again, we've got to make sure we get our police department straightened out and get all the police positions filled. We also have to listen to the pub public. And again, it's a team effort. You know, when you say, how can you do this? Or how can I do I could be the catalyst to bring us together. We identified a problem, which is public safety, whether it's a crossing guard in front of a school or whether somebody escorting to someone to their car, you know, a teacher or a parent or whatever then we can all work together on making that happen. I can be the catalyst for that because I'm retired. I have the time. Once we identify, David's going to work with the seniors. David's going to work with the public safety issues. Then I would spearhead that. Then I would come to my council members and say, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? Because one of us, one individual is not going to make it happen. And I just have to keep reiterating that. It's going to take more than just one person to make it happen. You identify the problem or the issue, the city manager, Say, this is what we want to try to help. Can you help us, David? Sure, I'll go out and take a, take a hand at it and give it a hand. So once we identify those issues, which would be public safety in, in your case, Mayor, then we will work on solving the problems, whether it's at the schools, at our borders, it's in the neighborhoods. neighborhoods. Uh, I would be willing to take that on because I would be the new person, so I have that little bit more time to identify those and go door to door and find out. It just will work. When I was the president of uh, Bell Vista, we talked about the speed bumps on Sybil. A lot of the parents or the, or the residents in that area, they complain about the uh, speed bumps, but none of them really want to come and speak in front of the city council because I think at that time they were afraid of you guys. And my answer to them was, they're human beings just like you. They're only going to give you two minutes. So take your two minutes and tell them you don't want speed bumps. They so, got them anyway because nobody came up here. So what I'd like to do now is pivot to a new topic. And in mm -hmm. particular, we've heard about $300 million of uh, capital improvement project needs, et cetera. I want to know about the how. How do we get the money to pay for this? Do we do it through economic development? And if so, how? Do we do it through taxes? Do we do it through bonds? I don't care. Just I want you to, to, to generate some ideas with us right now. I would love to generate ideas with you. But we could ask for a grant from the state. We know the county doesn't have as much money as they have. The state doesn't either. They're looking at a deficit. But again, we have to do it together. 
do we go to the private industry and try to get money to help us? Or do we, uh, you know, borrow the money ourselves through bond initiatives? So again, I would rely on our city manager and our attorney and say, this is what you guys can apply for. And then we will try to work it and make it happen. So, so again, it would be a team effort. I mean, my background is in construction. We go out and we get money. We get it from developers. We offer them incentives. And that's what we do. And it's the same thing with the state and the county. We need to say, look, we need this money. And how can we get it? Just like Mary J for the schools. Thank you. So what I'd like to do is then just give you, you know, a minute to wrap up in some way. This is your time. If there's a question that you wanted to kind of re-answer, re if there's something that we didn't ask you that you want to tell us about, this is your time to, okay. to wrap it all up. One all right. minute. I have one minute. I want to make sure that I, 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 I answered your question because you, I'm not going by your facial expression, just more your gestures. I want to make sure I answered your second question that you asked me. I just fidget up here because that's hard for me to sit still. I can't hear you say what? I just fidget up here because it's hard for me to sit still. Well, I'm if you're satisfied with your answer. I'm satisfied. With yeah, you. I just wanted to make sure I answered it. So, okay. And the other thing is, like I said, I have the talent. I have the knowledge. I have the willingness to work as a team player. And I think that's what I offer in the rest of it. We know what happened to the last person that was here. Uh, they came in and, and they're gone. You won't see that happening with me. That's pretty much it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And so like I've told the other candidates, you are welcome to stay in the room, but you shouldn't feel obligated. It's up to you. And then we will be retrieving our final candidate. That's Mr. Pond. Okay, Mr. Pond, so we will engage in a conversation probably for about 30 minutes here. We'll give you about 90 seconds to introduce yourself or do whatever you want to do with those 90 seconds. Then we will come down the aisle asking questions. We've randomized who asks the first question. This time it's going to be Councilmember Bowen. We'll be asking the first question. At the end, I'll give you about a minute to kind of wrap it all up and maybe clean up any questions, any answers where you felt uncomfortable. Okay, okay so... But first of all, yours. nobody nobody who came back said anything to us about what you guys talked about, what you asked about, or anything like that. So everybody was really nice. And by the way, you got some really nice people in there. First time I met most of them, pretty cool. Okay, sorry. Uh, first of all, um, what I wanted to do was really express my sympathies towards uh, Council Member Selena Reynas. Uh, she did a lot to get elected. Uh, she went through a lot of work. Uh, she got elected, and she got on, and she was trying to be effective. Uh, I did see her situation. I thought it was a very difficult situation. 
uh, you know, going, studying law, coming to council meetings and having a kid, I thought it would be an impossible situation for anybody to do, and unfortunately it was for her. Uh, but I do feel for her, and I wish uh, she had had a chance to, you know, stay on longer. Um, my name is Ken Pond, uh, and mostly what I want to tell you about me is I'm more of a change maker type person. I know when I get involved with stuff, it's because I want to make a difference. I, I'm not looking for a position. I'm not looking to be somebody or be anywhere. Uh, when I started doing stuff at the schools, it's because I saw there were issues at the schools. Um, we needed buildings fixed. We needed buildings painted, and I wanted to do something about that. Uh, that's how I got on the school board there was doing that kind of thing. Uh, downtown Association. I was part of the Downtown Association. You know why I joined that association? Because there weren't people coming downtown to, you know, spend the money downtown. Nobody's coming downtown. We needed to have something to do, and we got a group of people together who want to do something, and we got people. We, got, we changed downtown so that people would actually come and visit downtown. That's, that's long enough. Perfect. So at this point in time, Council Member Bowen, we will start with you. I can. My first question to you is, can you tell me about a time when you've had to make a difficult decision and speak to the process and your considerations? I guess the most difficult decision when I was on the school board, uh, probably in the first, it was the first year being on the school board, I uh, was a brand new member of the board. I was the only one that was not an incumbent. Um, we, had, we had an issue at the high school. Uh, there was a, a drama teacher uh, who, was, who did plays and performances at the schools, and he had the kids do something called Breakfast Club. And some of the parents started talking to me about, do you know they're teaching kids profanity there? And they shouldn't be doing that. All right? And there were a lot of parents very emotionally upset about that because they didn't want their kids to go to school to do that sort of thing. So we brought it up at a board meeting, and some of the teachers came out and they said, well, you know, it's okay because it's real life. This is what people do. They use profanity all the time. All right, so we had a lot of meetings where there were a lot of upset parents, people who voted for me. We had a lot of upset teachers, you know, because they wanted to be able to do what they wanted to do. So I had this difficult decision, how, what do I think? And, you know, who am I going to piss off? I mean, that's basically what it amounts to. You're going to lose somebody as, as uh, a friend. So uh, we went through that process. We listened to every side. And I remember the night we were supposed to make the decision. The TV station, KTVU was there. They had cameras there. They wanted to know what we we're going to do, what we we're going to say. Okay. And so you could see the cameras looking at you. And each board member had to you know, say what they're going to say. And the only person they put on TV was me. Because I was a new one. And, and they knew what the other people were going to say, but it was me. All right, so I had to so I'd say, so what, what do I think about this? How do I feel about it? And I, so I said, what I told them was, we shouldn't be teaching profanity. If you want to express anger, you need to express it in a way that's acceptable in our community. It, you, you don't need to teach kids profanity. They can learn it on their own. So I said that, and it got on TV. But it was a hard decision because a lot of teachers were upset with me. Teachers I thought would be, you know, I thought the honeymoon would last longer than just a few months. Uh, but these teachers got upset because I went against them. But the parents, most of them liked me. 
All right. So in, in a sense, that's what I learned. Uh, you got to make the tough decision. You got to say what you think is right uh, and let the chips fall where they may. Thank you, Ken. And then my next question for you is addressing quality of life issues are critical to the satisfaction of residents. What concerns do you see in District 1 in particular? And can you please share some specific strategies that the city can take? Well, when you say quality of life, the first thing that comes to my mind is traffic congestions around all the schools. You can't get around the community. You know, in District 1, uh, we, you know, there's too many schools around. You got to come down to Estadillo. Uh, you have to go down Bancroft. Uh, there's cars back, backed up. People are upset because they can't drop their kids off. People are upset because they can't get to work. They can't get through town. Uh, so that, I think, is, is probably the most visible quality of life issue that I see. Uh, of course, public safety is the other one, but you don't see it unless it happens to you. You just kind of read about it. So, you know, so I'll tell you about what I know. Uh, so I, my strategy for that is I would like the kids... I would like to get the kids to ride their bicycles to school. I would like the parents uh, to ride my two-wheel moped type thing, put the kid on a moped, two wheels, and, and take your kid to school if you're going to do that sort of thing. That's my little solution. So I'll go to uh, Councilmember Ballou, please. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Ken, congratulations on making it this far. Thank you. I have two questions for you. We have four minutes. If the first question you're still answering at about the two minute mark, I'm just going to put my hand up just so you have a visual cue that I have a second question I'd like to ask. Um, so there are five of you competing for this position tonight. Besides yourself, which one of the other four applicants do you consider the most qualified for this appointment and why? It won't take very long to answer that question because I really don't know the other candidates that well. I did not have a chance to read their resumes or questionnaires that uh, you know they put in. So I really can't answer that question. But I will tell you this, uh, I did get to talk to some of these other people in the room. And one of, one of, these, uh, one of the ladies said, well, you know, I'm not even educated. I don't have a college education, that sort of thing. I'm looking at her, I said, you know what? You have a different education than what everybody else has. You made it to this level for a reason. Okay, and that's not because you went to some big school, little school or whatever it is. Uh, it's because you brought something to the table that maybe they see is good for our community. Uh, so I guess if there's anybody, it would be that person. And I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. Okay, thank you. And the second question I have is, is if appointed, what is your plan to conscientiously represent all 90,000 plus residents of San Leandro and not be unduly influenced by a small number of activists who do not necessarily speak for or represent the values of the 90,000 plus San Leandrans? Please be specific. Repeat the question because I lost the first part of what you were saying. Yeah, if appointed, what's your plan to conscientiously represent all 90,000 plus residents of San Leandro and not be unduly influenced by a small number of activists who do not necessarily speak for or represent the values of all 90,000 plus San Leandrans? Please be specific. So I think that's the example I gave you of when I was on school board really tells you the way I think. Uh, I, I do hear what people say. I look to hear what are, what is, what's the message they're trying to tell me? Because I know people will express anger at you. They express their personal feelings, um, you know, their experiences and whatever. Um, but I always look to see, so what are they trying to tell me that I maybe have not taken into consideration in my thought process? I try to get around the emotional side of comments. I try to get into why they're saying what they're saying. 
and see how that fits into what I know other people, or will I, at least what I think other people, uh, agree with. And I try to fact that in, and if there's a way to include that person's uh, or those people's uh, uh, desires, I would, I would try to do that. I'm one who tries to find compromise. I try to find a solution that works for as many people as possible. And if there's something that doesn't work for everybody, but maybe we can apply uh, a way, we can help that person get over what their issues are, I would, I would include that uh, as a supplemental thing. Um, I, I can't give you a, a specific example right now, but uh, that's, that's basically what I would try to do. That's why I look at things. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Vice Mayor, please. Thank you, Ken, for coming out tonight and appreciate you putting yourself out sure. here and your willingness to serve. At present, seniors in San Leandro are the largest group among youth, adults, and seniors with seniors consisting of 39% of our population and in time is expected to grow even larger, what specific measures will you take to cater to the growing senior community? First of all, I'm one of them. I know I can't tell you my age because you said you wouldn't ask the question, but I can volunteer information, okay? So as a senior who's lived here for 42 years, I will tell you my biggest concern as I get older is I got to go pee all the time. I need a public restroom that's available to me wherever I am. Now that's a practical issue. That's a practical thing. Uh, that's something that I see. Uh, if if you want to please seniors, you do something about that. I know I go to these businesses around here, and I understand the situation about what well, you know. People come in, they mess up our bathrooms, all that kind of. Thing. I mean, I, I I get that. Uh, but and then they want you to buy something. Okay. Yes, I can go someplace and get a senior coffee. At one point, senior coffees are 25 cents. Now, I guess they're a buck. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, but if you want to get down to basics, that's what seniors need. Besides a public safety thing, besides just having, uh, you know, I think in the downtown area it would be really good. Uh, I'll go back to having, uh, you know, your officers on a bicycle, your, your beat patrol guys who walk around. Uh, People want to feel like they're safe. Although if you have too many police officers, people start to think there's something wrong, right? So there's a certain number you have to get to. But I think uh, I remember earlier on, um, you know, when I was working here in the downtown area, uh, you would see a bicycle cop all the time and you felt really comfortable if they were around there. And I think if, as a senior, that's something you would want. And I think that would help out for, for seniors. Thank you. Next question. In the past few council meetings, we've had quite a showing of youth, many from our high school, uh, very passionate issues that they came out to speak about. We've also had other grades, elementary school, middle school come to participate in our council meetings. And youth are very important, of course, to our city. They're our future. What would you do and how do you see us better coordinating with our youth? How do we develop a better relationship with our youth here in San Leandro? the city council in the city? I, I would suggest, uh, because I've been to those few council meetings uh, where you've had the students here, the social justice students, I totally appreciate what they're trying to do. Uh, and as I'm watching this process, the thing that came to my mind was, you know what, we need to get city people, council people, electeds, however you want to word them, to the high school to talk to the kids and tell them either why you can't do what they want you to do or why you won't do 
what they want you to do. It's making that connection with the kids uh, in their environment that I think helps. It, it kind of takes away the ego stuff of we want you to do what we want. Uh, it takes away the pressure of having to be official because if you go there as an individual and they know you're a council member or something like that, they'll, they'll you know, accept you as kind of official. But the way to do it is go, go to the kids where they are. Thank you. Yes, I'm going to go back down the dais. I think Councilmember Bowen, you still have your mic on, so I'm going to go to Councilmember Azevedo. I'm sorry, I'm waving my hands. I'm, I'm nervous Look, reaction. Thank you for willing to put. Thank you for your willingness to put yourself out there for the community. My first question is, what what's your passion or drive to be on the city council? What made you? give you the idea or why did, why did you want to be on the city council? A couple of things. One is that congestion issue I was talking about earlier. Uh, I, I want to promote the idea of electric two wheel, two wheel vehicles as a way to get around town. Uh, I want people to get away from driving their cars all over the place because they take up the cars, take up too much space. That's one issue. Um, and the other thing was on the planning commission, we approved a lot of housing, uh, to be built around here, and mostly a lot of it's in the downtown area, and none of them were being built, or very few of them were being built. All right, so I said to myself, there must be something else we can do, because people, we can get people to live downtown, they don't necessarily have to drive everywhere, they, you know, everything they need is going to be within walking distance. So that's kind of what's driving me, is we, we need to build that housing in the downtown area, uh, and we need to get people out of their cars. And if I'm, a, I'm if I am on the city council, I will ride my moped to every meeting. And if I ride my moped to every meeting, people will start to notice that there's somebody doing something silly that actually works because of the visibility of a council member. And so I think that would help what I'm trying to do. What issue would you tackle first? And that we're dealing with here in San Leandro? What big issue would you want to tackle first? Uh, we need to get our public safety numbers up to where they should be. We need the officers here uh, patrolling our streets, high visibility, so that people know that uh, they'll feel comfortable seeing police officers around. They'll feel very comfortable to come out of their houses and come down to the commercial area. Uh, they'll feel comfortable in that they can leave their car somewhere in, in a parking area and not worry that someone's going to come and take it because there's someone nearby that's watching. That would be the first issue I'd want to tackle. That'd be the, certainly my number one thing. Uh, if this appointment is for, for a 10-month period, there's not a whole lot of time to do a lot of stuff. Uh, and of all the things that can be hopefully be solved in a shorter term, that would be the one issue, public safety, visibility. Even the, even the officers on, on horseback, I, I don't know what, what it costs to do that, but... Even that made people feel comfortable seeing that. Okay. What um what ideas or what different I I guess ideas would you come up with to help recruit police officers? What how what, how do you think we could recruit officers better in Saliandro? Yeah, in the short term, I really don't have a great idea. The only thing that ever comes to anybody's mind is paying more money, but I don't think that's necessarily what uh, drives people to come to San Leandro. I know in the time I've been here. Uh, I've met a lot of police officers. A lot of them used to like coming here because they, they felt like they were appreciated by 
uh, the community. I think uh, the way things have gone in the last couple of years, a lot of officers do not feel appreciated and do not have uh, a desire to come to San Leandro. So that part of getting them to feel like they're appreciated again, uh, I think would take longer than short term. Um, I don't know. I I actually have no idea what we can do in a, a really short period of time. I know it takes a long time to train officers. I've learned that over the years. So it's how do we get them to come here from other agencies? That's really the the, the big thing. Yeah, we have we have to offer them something that other agencies aren't offering. Which I think, which is what what I call appreciation. It's not monetary, um, but I think police officers used to feel appreciated here. I don't think they feel that way anymore. So we'll go down the line to um, Councilmember Aguilar, please. Thank you, Mayor Gonzalez, and thank you, Ken, for um, your applying to this process, and congratulations on being one of the top six. Thank you. Uh, to you know, Thank you for writing your moped around the city. I've seen you write it when you when you were campaigning. Um, you see me on the moped. I do, I do. Good. So the city has over $300 million in unfunded capital improvement projects. So we call it CIP. How would you try to solve this issue? You need money, obviously. And the question is, how do you get people to uh, vote for a bond issue to pay for these things? Uh, you have to go out in the community and show them what it is that we need. You can't just tell them. You have to show them what it is we need. Uh, I'm, and this is part of my days in the school board. One of the issues I went through uh, was passing the school bond. And people didn't trust the school districts because they didn't see where the money went, all right? And they didn't know where the money was going to go. So they were reluctant to support any kind of a uh, you know, facility improvement thing. So, uh, so you had to go out and tell them. You had to go, look, says, I know this school is in bad shape. We're going to fix that school. I know this one leaks. Let's go show, show them the leaks. So you bring the people to where you need the facility or you go out and, and bring the, you know, the thing to them so they could actually see it. It's that visibility thing. It's that face-to-face -face thing. Uh, you know as well as I do, when you send out campaign material, it doesn't last very long in anybody's hands. It goes into the trash pretty quickly. Uh, I think the face-to-face -face discussion is really what convinces people to support something. Okay. Thank you for answering that question. Uh, my next question is, uh, in San Leandro, we are uh, moving forward with the navigation center, uh, and you know we we have a lot of folks that are unhoused and folks that have mental health issues. Mental health issues. How would you advocate for um, uh, the to move the navigation forward and to partner with uh, services to provide mental health services and wraparound services? I you know I. I think if you get people to see the problem, they'll support a resolution to the problem. I think the people who tend to tell you about we need something are those who see, you know, the unhoused sitting on sidewalks or wandering around or whatever. Uh, I think you need to, to bring that visibility to voters to support it. Uh, if it's not in their community or in front of their you know, their face, they're just not going to uh, accept, you know, your word that it's there. They have to see it. So some way, one way or another, you have to show them. Maybe show them a place that people are familiar with. 
you know, where, where they do have, uh, you know, kind of people hanging around outside, I'll say, uh, that might help convince people that they need uh, this navigation center. We need a place for people to stay, and we definitely do need that. We definitely don't have enough housing. Uh, even for people who can afford to pay money, we don't have enough housing. Um, so, yes, we, do, we need to find a way to show it to them, um, and I think that would be the way to convince them. And once again, the whole, my whole premise right now uh, is instead of doing by, you know, uh, campaigning by social media, we have to do it really in person. There's enough people out there who just don't believe what they see in social media. You got to really put it in front of them. Okay. Thank you again. Uh, those are my questions. Thank you, Mayor. Okay, so I'd like to, to kind of follow up. You've touched on some of this already. Public safety. I really want to spend two minutes brainstorming, digging down more into that public safety. Because you've identified some strategies, increasing appreciation, you noted that money doesn't equal results. But I want to dig more. So just this is your time to say whatever you can possibly create, come up with on public safety. You know, and um and I you know, I reach back to being here over time. Uh you get the police officers, you get familiar with police officers, you get to know them because you see them all the time. They're your neighbor, they're your friend, the person you see on the street. Uh, if you can get police officers to go out there and tell people uh, their story, that why they should be here. Um, and I'm not talking about, once again, I'm not talking about a social media thing. I'm not talking about a YouTube thing. I'm talking about going out to community groups, uh, going out to uh different agencies, you know, so that you can uh, snatch them from other cities, however you want to word that. Uh, I think that would be the way to do it. Now, I don't know if we have uh, I, I, officers who have that experience here, uh, but if you did, those are the people I think would convince others to come to San Leandro. So, yeah, it's that personal uh, in-face uh, connection that, that will help. Let's go to um, the 300 million. And there's other hundreds of millions, but let's just focus on we need money. Mm -hmm. And you talked a little bit about bonds. And I want you to brainstorm with me. Let's go broader than just bonds. Talk about economic development. You can talk about specific taxes. But just run with it and tell me everything that you can tell me in the next couple of minutes. That probably won't take very long. Uh other than bonds to fix something, you know, I'm, I'm thinking something else. Uh, if you can get, uh, what do we call it? Uh, improvement taxes. You get neighborhoods who have crummy streets, and I can figure out some of those neighborhoods. You tell those neighbors there that we don't have enough money to fix a street today. And if we did put it on a schedule, it might be, five years before we get to your street, would they be convinced to put money in somehow to create a community uh, improvement district where they are uh, to fix the street in front of them so that they lend money to the city to fix it now? And then when their term comes around, whether it's funded by a general bond or um, you, you know the, their, their time comes up to get improvements, they'll get the money paid back. Uh, that might be a way to do it. Okay. Uh, I, 
I can only think of just neighborhoods wanting to, you know, because people do scream about what's in front of their house. And if you give them an option, they might be able to get people together to uh, help you fix that, come up with the financing. I'm not sure what else there is you can do. Um, I think if you ride a bike, you won't fix, you don't have to fix the roads, but that's just me. Uh, am I back on this bicycle thing again? Is that, is that, is that the, the theme you're hearing from me? Good, because that's really the thing I'm trying to push right now. Okay? I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what else I can come up with. That, that's the only idea that comes up to me right now is get the neighborhoods to maybe they'll do it. Perfect. Okay. So what I'd like to do is then give you another minute to kind of wrap up, to think about if there's any question you want to clarify or answer you want to clarify. This is your time. Well, besides letting you know that I am someone who looks for change, uh, I don't want to be someplace just so I could have a place to sit all night. Um, I do want to do something, uh, which is why I wanted to be appointed, why I ran for city council. Uh, and by the way, when I ran for city council, I did come in second. I didn't win. Selena won. And I congratulate her for doing that. But I did come in second. So there are people too. And I, I ran on the basis of a lot of what I'm telling you about right now. Uh, so I think that tells you that maybe what I had to say resonated with uh, you know, a certain number of people in town. I think I had like 8,000, 8,700 votes. Uh, so there are people who support what I have to say, uh, and I think it would be beneficial, um, of course, you know, I'm saying this about myself, for you guys to appoint me. But then that's just my personal opinion. I understand that little bias over there. Uh, but the thing I want to ask you guys that's important to me is, so what is your leadership style? Are you people I can work with? Because you're asking me, you know, if you can work with me, I'm wondering if I can work with you. That, that's my big question to you guys. And I know you don't have two minutes, so you don't have to answer that question. So thank you for your, thank for your time, for your answers. Sure. Okay. Do yeah. I go back in the room or? You, you can stay right here. Everyone can be out. It's I, I told them I'd come back. I told them I had a good time with them. So I'm going to go back and tell them they can come back here. <laughs> okay? Everyone's welcome to be out here. So you can, you can tell them. And, and uh, Ms. Bunting, if you can just confirm that they understand that everyone can be out here now. Everybody can have everything back. And we're going to take a little bit of time now to turn to our public. Because I know some people from the public have shown up here. Some... Folks from the public are online. I'm going to get a sense of how many people we have to ascertain the amount of time that we're going to set aside for each speaker. And then um, after that, depending on the number of minutes, we will take our next break and probably ask for... No, we're still fine on time. So it's, it's only 8.40. So about how many people do we have? And this is a good time to raise your hand online. So we can ascertain the total number of people who are interested in speaking, please. So I currently see five hands up online. I see six hands up online. What about uh, here in the chamber? It's in the chamber. I have six in the chamber as well. Okay, so I'm going to start online. I've got six people. The six people who will be speaking today are Jesse Rubin, Doug Spaulding, Pam W., uh, Brian Lebeau, Lebo, uh, Mitch Hoytema, and Kinkini Banerjee. So I'm going to take those uh, six or seven, six people first, and we're going to come to the people 
in chambers. How much time? I will give people two minutes, please. Thank you. Jesse Rubin, you may unmute yourself. Hi, thank you all so much. Um, I, I really just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for the opportunity. I'm I'm actually quite disappointed that I had to step down at the last minute. Um, genuinely disappointed that I had to withdraw from the race. I wanted to take a step back from my current job to give the role the time and dedication that I feel it deserves. Unfortunately, I learned today that I'm not going to be, it's not, it's not going to be possible to reduce my hours at work. Um, and so that's the reason why I made the decision to withdraw. I, I want to urge the council to appoint uh, Spade. I agree with Selena Reynes that she is far and away the most qualified candidate. And I am confident that she will serve District 1 and San Leandro as a whole very well. I am wholeheartedly team spade a um and i also want to sincerely thank you all for your service i appreciate what you have done and i look forward to seeing what you all will continue to do for san leandro and i really do hope this will not be the last time we have an opportunity to work together for the betterment for the betterment of the city that we all love and care about so much thanks so much everyone thank you Doug Spaulding, you may unmute yourself. Thank you very much. Good evening, council members, and congratulations to all the candidates. Appreciate all of the time and effort that, that everyone from staff through council members through candidates have put into this. Um, I, uh, I'm continuing to be amused by council member Ballou's obsession with the small number of activists in the, in the community, uh, given uh, also given ironically that he represents a, a, a small group, a special interest group called the San Leandro Police Officers Association. I, I've always been curious about why he doesn't recuse himself on matters around the police. But uh, aside from that, um, I want to uh, compliment Kenneth Pond on uh, your um, your kind remarks about Selena Reynas, and I wanted to follow up and also uh, just give thanks to uh, Ms. Reynas uh, for her service and leadership, um, remembering that she um, took initiative to get the Citizens Police Review Board on board. Uh, and also, um, I think we'll continue to show leadership in that regard and also, you know, trying to help figure out the unhoused situation in, in our community. Um, I don't think uh, Mr. Pond nor Mr. Anderson um, should be considered for this position. However, given their past remarks uh, about uh, Ms. Reynas, because they've both been rather unkind and at times bullied her. Um, I, uh, I am curious about the, the, the continued focus and obsession with we must have more police officers, more police officers. There was a, um, a comment that, you know, there, there's not, uh, the crime data is not available. And I think if we really studied that we'd, and studied other cities, we'd understand that actually more police is not the solution to our safety problem. And we really do need to address um, the unhoused. I wish that Mike Katz, the cop, had made, the, had made the, the final because that is his central platform. But given that he's not here, I would like to support um, uh, Shebae. And um, I don't love everything she said, but I, to me, she is the most professional and um, qualified for this. Thank you. Your time is up. Pam, you may unmute yourself. 
Yes. Hi. Thanks so much. Um, I appreciate this process and being able to hear from all of the finalists. Um, I also want to say thank you to Selena for um, stepping up and uh, dedicating so much of her time and effort to the city. And um, we will definitely miss you. Um, I would encourage the council to, to put their support behind uh, SPEDA. Um, she seems prepared. She's done her homework. Um, she is more than qualified. And more importantly, I feel like it's important um, to have not only another woman on the council, but to have someone who is close to Selena's values, because those are the values that were voted into this position. Um, and um, it's Democrat, you know, to uphold democracy and, the, and what people have voted for this position. We should be choosing someone uh, that reflects um, similar priorities and similar values uh, to the person we voted in. Um, uh, so I really encourage you, uh, to support Ms. Watson and, uh, thank you, um, so much, uh, for the process. Thanks. Thank you. Brian LaBau, you may unmute yourself. Hi. Um, this is actually not Brian Lebo that's speaking. It's Kat Wellman. I'm using Brian Lebo's computer. Um, first of all, good evening, Mayor and City Council. Um, as you know, I'm Cat uh, Wellman. I am the president of Bayo Vista Improvement Association. I have actually lived in San Leandro since 1989 in the Estadio Estates area and now in um, Bayo Vista for the last 16 years. I want to encourage you to appoint Sabeta. Uh, to the city council position for three reasons. One, she has excellent experience and understands the government process. This is very important because the term that you are asking her to fill is very short and the person who gets this position needs to get up to speed immediately. Two, she has very good ideas on how to solve some of the challenging issues that are in San Leandro and that we're facing. And then three, I think most importantly, is that she listens. She listens, she's already met with constituents. She's actually met with other homeowners groups. And I had the opportunity to speak to her and know that she understands the critical concerns um, and issues that are facing the 3,500 residents that live in Bayo Vista. And also most of those issues are also being faced by uh, constituents in the entire district one. And then finally, I think that you should give great consideration to the fact that she is the person who is endorsed by our former city council member, uh, Selena Reynes. Uh, I think that it's very important that Selena thinks that she is the person that can carry on her goals and, and her position that she was able to serve for one year. And again, I wanna thank Selena for giving her best to um, our district, which she did. She was she did a great job representing our interests. So thank you very much. And I ho hope you appoint Sabeda to this position. Thank you, your time is up. Mitch, you may unmute yourself. 
Hi, everybody. I want to say uh, thank you to all the people who did apply. It was really interesting to read through the people through people's applications, and I appreciate the ability for the public to be able to do that. Um, the answers that um, that several of the applicants gave, both there and also tonight, I think were were really interesting and enlightening. After reading all and listening to all, I I feel pretty strongly that Sebede is is the most qualified and with the the most um, kind of creative and new ideas. But also, I really appreciated the nuance that she showed in so many of her answers, including talking about um, like being mentored by the youth. You know, not just going and telling the youth how things are but really reaching out and listening and being mentored by the youth and also having a very nuanced point of view about um, what public safety means, because what public safety means to some people is very different than what it means to other people. And looking at the, that as a multifaceted question um, and thing to tackle and not just thinking um in black and white about that, I really appreciated. So I, and in addition to that, I think the things that other people have said here previously, um, I concur with that. I also want to say that, that I don't know because we haven't done any, you haven't done any voting yet, but I really, I implore you to work hard to come to a conclusion and to pick somebody and to not let this go to, um, an election because that would cost a lot of money and I think would be unnecessary, especially when we have such a, a clear, a clear candidate that would be good for the position. Thank you. Thank you. Kim Kinney, you may unmute yourself. Good evening, uh, Mayor and members of the City Council. I am Kinkini Banerjee. My family and I have lived in District 1 of San Leandro for over two decades. Um, I work in policy advocacy, um, especially in the areas of health, economic, and education equity, and I'm the past president of the Alameda Health System. Um, I am here to urge you to appoint Spade Vivera Walton uh, to the vacant seat on the City Council. After hearing her in conversation with you this evening and hearing the others, I'm even more convinced that she is the leader we need and deserve for this vital role. I also want to give thanks to our um, District 1 uh, City Council member, um, Selena Reyes. Members of District 1 elected Selena because she stood for our progressive values and for a transparent and accountable city government. She bridged community activism and advocacy with a solid understanding of the policy landscape and levers of change. Her leadership is greatly appreciated and will be missed. Spade embodies the ethos and values that reflect those of our community members. She also understands her responsibility is to all of San Leandro from a management roles and a decade long work with the cities of Berkeley and San Leandro, she brings a keen understanding of how local governments work and how to maximize resources to collaboratively develop solutions that address the complex nature and the intersectional uh, issues that our city residents face. And in her previous role, she demonstrated the importance of transparency and accountability to earn and build the community's trust. She embodied civic engagement with her service on public uh, commissions and boards, 
another leadership attribute that resonates especially with me is Payday's commitment to a San Leandro that is equitable and just. In her own words, we do not live in the aggregate. Balancing priorities and resources equitably is a vital, import, vitally important governance obligation. Thank you. Your time is up. Mr. Mayor, there's no more public comment online. We take the comment in the room, please. Marilyn Fong. Hello, Mayor, City Council people, uh, members. I am Marilyn Fong, and I'm Ken Pond's advocate today. I implore you to appoint him because he's been wanting to be a council person for a long time, forever, in my mind. And um, he's very, very qualified, and he's been really ready to uh, become a council person. Um, when I first learned that Selena uh, resigned, I said, oh, does that mean Kenneth's going to be the council person? He's runner-up. And no, and I found out it wasn't so. Because all these years, he is, he, he's, I think it's the oldest member, uh, a candidate's running. That comes along with... Uh, wisdom, I think, and experience. And a couple of points I want to make is that he's a long-term, he has a long-term vision. When we first moved into here to San Leandro, we were only looking for a house that was one story and um, no stairs because, because when we get old, it's going to be a problem. We have to move. And he's just that has that long-term vision that is really a good quality to have. Um, and the, I came up with a model, a moto, model, model. Um, here's my moto for you. Ken Pond has what it takes, and the council will take what he has. So please appoint him. He'll be, he'll be out of the house more. <laughs> That'll be good. Thank you. Thank you. Tuan? Good evening, Mayor and Council members. I'm just a regular resident who recently never thought I'd be involved in local government policies. But I find myself at the county. I find myself in the chambers of Berkeley, Oakland, San Leandro, Fremont, you name it. Because our community is really hurting right now and we could do better and we should do better. You know, the gov I, last, a couple of days ago, I was at In-N-Out with a group of folks uh, just to draw attention to what's going on, the crisis that's unfolding in our communities. Thousands of business going out you know, I talked to the guy who saw his cousin get shot and left behind four kids. Um, we have housing crisis. Oakland has the worst housing problem, the worst public safety problem, the worst homeless problem. And it's failed policy, failed leader, and 
failure to listen to the community, the business, the working families, the immigrants. And we need a voice and a champion for policy that works. I paid very careful attention to every single answer tonight. And I can tell you, it's not the flowery words that I hear at the different council chambers because they don't translate to things that help the everyday people. And we really need to go back to basics. The county dumps over $3 billion back to Oakland, and that hasn't helped. Oakland is falling apart. It requires intervention. The only one that I hear that will actually represent the people and listen to the people is really somebody with senior experience, youth experience, going back to basics and could reach out and work with Thank you. Mark Janowitz. Good evening, council members, Mr. Mayor. Uh, it's nice to have the opportunity to address you. Uh, we're talking about a process for selecting a successor to, to Ms. Reynes. The process, I believe, begins with the election of November of 2022, when the candidate who candidates who ran were, oh, pardon me, the election occurred, the people voted among the candidates who were running. And Selena won. And Selena won because she had a platform, because she had ideas that appealed to everybody. And that was what the people said. That's what, what the people uh, of District 1 said, that their priorities were. And then we moved to the new council in, uh, in 2023. And this council had a meeting, a community meeting, to, to discuss community priorities. And I was there, and all of you were there. And you heard overwhelmingly priorities expressed as the need for housing, the need for community security, the need for limitations on rent increases and limitations on reasons for evictions and public safety. And let's face it, they go hand in hand. A secured community in their housing goes a long way to public safety. That's one of the first elements of public safety, education, housing, jobs, and this is what the community expressed. So as you are considering the successor and the process, let's remember what the community articulated. And as I came here tonight, I didn't know any of the candidates. I hadn't read much of, the, of their, their literature. But I did hear tonight all of the candidates and all of the words, and one candidate stood out. They're all great in their own ways, but one candidate stood out as an individual who's ready to dive in, who had done her homework, who had done her life's work. And Thank you. Rob Rich. Uh, thank you. First of all, I'd like to thank Selena Reynes. She ran uh, an inspiring and tremendously successful progressive campaign. I think you might agree with me that diligence and intellect were hallmarks of her public service. As one of only two women on the council, I especially admire her courage and self-awareness to step down when she needed to. Family and health come first. 
there is an important lesson for all of us here. Next, I'd like to thank you, Mr. Mayor, council members. At times you face strong criticism because it comes with a territory, but sometimes it crosses the line. That's not right. Finally, I'd like to thank the applicants. It's a strong and diverse group. I appreciate people who step up to serve our community. They respect, they deserve our respect and a fair process. I don't envy your job here. This job includes carefully considering <clears throat> the applicant's comments tonight. This is so much better than the bad old days. This is so much better than the old boys network where people met behind closed doors and made important decisions for the city council. Thank you for complying with the letter, not just the letter, but the spirit of the Brown Act. Thank you for your values of good governance. Good luck. Thank you. Melina Reynes. Thank you and good evening. I ran in 2022 because I didn't see any candidate who shared the progressive values I sought to represent, nor did they demonstrate the ability to analyze and implement complex policy. Had Spade A been running at the time, I not only would have not felt compelled to run, but I would have campaigned vigorously for her success. And nothing would make me more proud than to see her step into my role in District 1. You have heard tonight and through our application about her deep roots in the Bay Area and San Leandro, her wealth of policy and municipal experience and her equity focused work in the nonprofit sector. You have seen that she's prepared to take on this role, passionate, focused, ready to do the work. She knows how government runs, how to build consensus and how to navigate complex issues. She's also an immigrant woman of color and identity is not irrelevant. This city is 50% female and to potentially have a council with only one woman on it would bring shame to our city. And all of you have expressed a passion for equity and this is your chance to put that value into action. I will also say this, voters have rejected David Anderson and Ken Pond in three separate elections of peace for this very seat. In our campaign, I refrained from going negative but as a private citizen, I feel empowered to point out that Anderson left political office in Oakland under credible accusations reported by SFGate that he was accepting bribes. And any council member who votes to appoint him tonight, and at least one of you have explicitly endorsed him, would be demonstrating a serious lack of ethical judgment, and I know that you are better than that. When there are several women who are more qualified, and when there is Spade, the most qualified person in this race, regardless of gender, not appointing a woman would be nothing short of sexist. So please do what is right for our city. San Leandro deserves to see my seat filled by someone with integrity, grit, talent, and experience. And I have full confidence that Spade is that person. Thank you. Thank you. Joel Baum. Good evening and thank you. Um, unfortunately, I have to follow that. Um, Thank you for everything you've done for this community, Selena. Uh, yeah, my name is Joel Baum. I'm a 23-year resident of San Leandro. This process needs to account for two things, the will and desires of District 1 and who will help this city the best. And we have seen tonight clearly one person who meets both of those. That candidate is Smede Viveros Walton. Selena was elected to bring a clear mandate 
uh, or with a clear mandate to bring a greater focus on equity and access. She was committed to making sure that members of our community, community sorry, who have frequently been ignored would have a voice representing them. She envisioned a community that was compassionate and kind. This is who the people in her district elected by a significant margin, including defeating two of the individuals here tonight. Unlike certain current members of this council, she is representative of who our community needs to be. She is I, the person we need. Sabeda Viveros Walton meets this charge. Beyond this, though, the superiority of her candidacy is unquestionable. It's on full display, her professional acumen, her vast experience and commitment to inclusion. Of all the candidates tonight, she is by far the most prepared. She did her homework, examining key documents and data. She thoughtfully responded to each of your questions with tangible examples. I'm appreciative of all the candidates who've thrown their hats in the ring. But if you as a city council will make a truly objective decision without political pettiness and fear, the choice here could not be more obvious. Sabeda Viveros Walton must be your choice. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, there's no more public comment. Okay, so as promised, I will close public comment here and we'll take a break. Uh, let's say for 12 minutes. Set that timer for 12 minutes. We stand in recess.
Okay, thank you for your patience. A number of us went upstairs to grab the leftovers from the candidates. So thank you, candidates, for leaving some leftovers that we were able to enjoy for our dinners. Um, what I'd like to be able to do at this point in time is initiate a discussion amongst council members, having heard from the candidates themselves, from the public, uh, about things that caught our attention, struck us. It's really your time to, to just share whatever you want to share. Uh, after going through that discussion process, I'll then encourage council members to nominate. And we will, it's not a single nomination, but it's anyone that, that wants to nominate somebody can nominate somebody. And then we'll engage in further discussion after that. So at this point in time, I'll just pass the mic to anyone that would like to offer some thoughts. Don't all speak at once. Councilmember Ballou. Thank you. As I stated last meeting, and I don't want to sound repetitive, I knew this would be a difficult process, and I knew that people would, you know, so many people qualified. I want to say thank you again to the candidates that came out. We appreciated your answer. This is a two-step process, two-way process. One, we get to hear your answers. But like all interviews, we also get to listen with an ear of what can we do to improve. So if we select someone tonight, the other four are not off the hook. We still expect the other four to be involved in helping us move the city forward. Really appreciate the comments, appreciate the breath. Everybody answered questions similarly, but also from different angles. I mean, I have an idea that, you know, maybe there was one or two a little more complete in one area or the other. I apologize if some of you said my questions were tough. It's not fair if they're not tough questions. But I think um, the council as a whole did a really good job informing the questions without talking to each other to represent the whole of what's good and what's needed in San Leandro. And I really appreciated the candor, the honesty of all people that interviewed tonight. Sometimes you can go in an interview and you can give the correct, politically correct, correct answer. That didn't happen tonight. Thank you. It's refreshing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to save the rest of my comments for when we start talking about what we're going to do in terms of moving forward. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Councilor Mayor Bowen. I'm turning my mic on now. <laughs> um, I, I didn't get a chance to thank everybody uh, when they came up here and spoke, but I um, am incredibly energized by the process that we went through. I was elated to learn that there were 18 people that had put an application. I know that there were even more that were interested and may not have been able to given the time. Um, and I really appreciated all of the thoughtfulness that went into the applications. Um, I was really excited to see the, as the sole woman up here, I'm really excited to see so many strong women to um, apply for the role. Um, one of the things that I think really um, came across in everybody's interview today was their authentic and um, uh, sincere desire to uplift this community in their own ways with all of their lived experiences and um, skills and energy. And I, I, you know, to echo what Councilmember Blue said, I think it's um, it's fantastic to identify you and so that we can hold on to you and um, help you be of service in your own ways. Um, I would love to have um, 
all of you help in 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 all of the ways. So I welcome that. Um, I I think um, what I would love to be able to see on the council that many of you spoke to was a strong desire to engage in the community, um, understand where people are, um, recognize that we are a diverse and um, unique community full of different needs and issues and even in, within just district one. So I really appreciate the homework that people put into that. Um, and, and really I heard collaboration a lot. Um, I have notes for for each person, and I, I think um, Councilmember Blue, I, I, you said you were going to probably talk about it later on through the nomination process. But I just want to uplift a few things. Um, with with Sal Salama, I appreciated so much your comments around um, helping families and kids, and really the, when you were talking about trying to um, translate for others, I think it's a deep empathy an understanding of, of to meet people where they're at um, and, and to see people for who they are. Um, and I, I think that we can all practice that. Um, I think Sayada, I, I so appreciate it as well, like your um your poise up here. Um, I know that you know you 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 talked about um, you know, maybe not knowing all of the things yet, but I it really came through that you are invested in the community and and I'm so glad that you found your home here. Um, I think, you know, being able to speak um, and uh, and think through how to communicate with others is critical. Um, and so I really want to um, applaud you for that as well. Um, my my notes are like chicken scratch, so I apologize. I will follow up with you all individually. Um, Spade, um, I, I think that you are, you know, I want to echo many of the things that um, the, the speakers have said. I, you know, I... Um, appreciate your nonprofit experience. I appreciate your public service, um, your work in education, um, that you are a, um, you know, a mother here of young kids and are really plugged into the community. So I'm really excited. Um, Dave, you, you mentioned numerous times the importance of being a team player, of working together, of each of us, um, you know, taking a piece of the puzzle and figuring out how we can make this happen. And I hear that loud and clear, and that's something that we're absolutely gonna do. I think that message is critical. And I think to be able to um, invest in the community in that way is, is phenomenal. So thank you for that. Um, Ken, I just wanna let you know that I am a bike advocate as well. I wanna get my kids to be able to bike and walk to school. So I'm working on that. You are clearly such a um, uh, committed community member and you, connect so easily and with so many throughout the city. So I appreciate the work that you're doing um, and I'll, I'll just leave it at that for now. Thank you. So we'll go on to uh, Council Member Aguilar, please. Thank you, Mayor Gonzalez. And thank you everyone for uh, applying and coming up to speak in front of us. I know it's a, you know, it's, it's a hard job. Uh, I know I get nervous all the time when I speak publicly, but I commend each and every one of you. I know Salama, you you did really well, even though you were a little nervous. But I mean, that comes with uh, you know the territory. So um, <clears throat> I, I think you know I appreciate all of the involvement, all of the questions that were answered. I think you know what I was looking for. I was looking for um, black or white answers, no gray area. So there were specific questions that I I had asked, and there were some folks who who answered the question. And I think <clears throat> I think you know we don't expect you to understand everything in the city. There's a lot going on. You will, you know, roll with the punches as you, you know, if whoever is appointed tonight will come up here and, and you know, you'll have a, a lot to learn uh, here in San Leandro and a lot of relationships and alliances to build. 
Um, you know, I was also looking for folks who were supporting um, uh, uh, bond measure um, to move forward with the infrastructure, but also, you know, one thing that's of most importance is public safety and working closely with our city manager and our police department to transform and reform our police department. So uh, I, I think a lot of you did really well. Um, I appreciated a lot of the answers that I know two of you who work in the higher education um, world. Uh, it's nice to see two folks that, that know one another um, in that sense. But, you know, I also want to applaud those, you know, who, who ran for office previously. And thank you for uh, stepping forth. And, you know, Salem, also thank you for applying. Uh, I think we'll deliberate here, but I just wanted to, uh, you know, say my my two cents uh, there. And, and you are all embodying what um, Mahat Gandhi had said, be the change you want to see in the world. And stepping up here is the first step in being the change. And you can still do that, you know, even though you're not appointed. Uh, I think this appointment is until the end of the year. Uh, there would also be an election. So it's not the end of the road here. If, you know, if we don't um, make our decision in that sense or, you know, support um, all, all of you in that sense. So uh, there is that, there is that aspect. So um, you know, as, as somebody who ran the first time and didn't win, uh, you know, there's always the second time around. So um, dust yourself off and try again if that's not the case. Um, but, you know, I, I'd like to move on into the deliberation process. But thank you so much for um, applying. Vice Mayor Simon, please. Yes, I also wanted to thank all of the candidates that came out tonight and all the other ones that aren't here tonight that were on the original list uh, took a lot of courage and a lot of effort to go through this process, especially such a short turnaround process. This happened really fast. So uh, thank you all for doing that. Uh, the diversity that I see in all the candidates that here really embodies us here in San Leandro. Um, most every ethnicity I've seen um, within the entire pool, which is great. Age groups are different. And just a lot of different ideas, and I think that's important. Uh, some have more experience than others, and maybe the political or the citywide side. Some have more life experiences, and I think to kind of just balancing that, I think that's some discussion that we'll have to have with our, with our colleagues here. Uh, but we have a really great pool of candidates, and just talking amongst our colleagues through this process, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really hard. And as I think I've heard here um, from some of my colleagues, the other folks who don't move forward, I mean, don't be discouraged, really don't. I mean, you came, you gave it your all, and you did really well. And there's lots more opportunities in our city. Um, I think Councilmember Ballou mentioned, we want you to continue, continue to come out and support. And there are areas and there are avenues to put that passion that you have into our city. So. Thank you, each and every one of you, for coming out. I'll go to Councilmember Azevedo, please. Yes, I just want to thank all of the candidates for coming out and putting yourself out there. We really appreciate it. You all were good candidates, and it's going to be a tough decision. I respect all of you. You guys all did a good job, and thank you. I'll close off by, by saying that each of you brings something that the other doesn't. And that to me is pretty exciting, that it really gives us genuine choices, things that we can trade off. And when I heard the answers, whether they're answers about working specifically at school sites, 
and being down in the trenches with with parents, nothing high level. It's down there making things happen, getting a, recognized by the city for that, being connected to chambers of commerce, being understanding some of the tough choices that businesses have to make, but at the same time balancing that with perhaps some other thoughts around higher education and the like. We have deep city experience presented here amongst our ranks. And that in itself is valuable as we consider how we think about the choice that we need to make. We have significant connection to the seniors in our community. It's not just a thought exercise. It's not, boy, people should do this. It's actual action taken to support seniors in our community. We've got folks that do think long-term and who talk about finances as dollars and cents because we've got some dollars and cents issues and, and uh, they've addressed those issues head on with kind of specific answers around dollars and cents. And so know that each of you is recognized for different things. I mean, I've got, I don't know, maybe 20 pages of notes because each of you has a different perspective. And so if somehow we can harness this, if it's not here through commissions, through advisory groups, through just coffee groups, to empowering folks in the neighborhoods. Because one thing that I can tell you is that people are finding, are feeling, and you found energy in San Leandro. And they're getting involved and they're excited. The number of applications to our commissions has skyrocketed. So this kind of passion does not end here tonight. And that's, that's my general request of all of you. Whatever you do, stay connected to our city. We need you, we appreciate you, and we want you to help us. So with that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn to my council members and start this process of just tossing out names that you would like to be, uh, that you would like to nominate. This is not for the benefit of those out there. This is not an exclusive nomination process. It really is an opportunity to get some names on the table to begin to filter down, to figure out uh, who do we think best plays that role at this point in time on our council. So I'll go, I'll look to my council and just open the floor for nominations. Councilmember Aguilar, please. Uh, thank you, Mayor Gazzles. Like I said, everyone did a, a great job. I think, um, you know, somebody who kind of hit the mark on all of the questions that were answered and, uh, you know, their experience uh, and their involvement in the community and with the school district. Um, you know, I would like to advocate for Salema Hernandez to be appointed to the District 1 seat. Thank you. Are there any other nominations? Councilmember Simon. Or Vice Mayor Simon, my apologies. Uh, yes, as, as mentioned, everyone very well qualified. Very well qualified, um, I think. Life experiences to me is important in this role. And what we've lived through can really show through what we can bring to the city. And I want to nominate Dave Anderson for that. Um, so that's my nominee. Thank you. We have other nominations. Councilmember Bowen. Yes, I would like to nominate Spade Baveros Walton. Thank you. 
We have another nominee. Seeing no other nominations, let's continue with this. Would someone like to discuss, start our discussion? Councilmember Aguilar. Thank you, Mayor Ngozo. Sorry, I'm um, so hungry up here. I just skipped dinner. So eating the, whatever y'all had in the Sister Cities Gallery. So uh, <clears throat> I, I think, you know, being a part of the community and, and living here is, you know, one aspect, but actually being involved in the trenches and, and working alongside, um, it's, it's one thing to be a staffer. You know, I've, I've been a staffer, but I've also been involved in, and the trenches in my community have worked all over, um, you know, within Los Angeles, Hawaii and Bay area. Um, I, I think there is a candidate that, you know, that I, that I'm advocating for on this sense who is, you know, always involved, um, with San Leandro School, Unified School District. Uh, somebody who's been a trustee for the school district. I've, you know, I've seen a, a lot of parents who weren't involved, but I think this person has really um, transformed and made uh, James Madison Elementary School what it is by working with the principal and being awarded the uh, Mayor's Kindness Award, um, which you know, I, I think Principal um, um, Paul, is it Paulette Smith has... Uh, been working closely with the mayor on that and recognizing parents who, who do a lot of a lot of the work and uh yeah seeing this person you know be engaged with uh public safety and uh helping to clean up san leandro and advocating and being a part of this community uh and so uh i i think you know with with her interview uh she hit the mark on on the questions of what we're looking to move forward with here in the city i know there's a I asked a question with regards to $300 million in unfunded capital improvement projects. Uh, we need to figure out how we're going to fund that. And that's, you know, something we've been talking about. Uh, you know, we need to make sure that our roads are safe um, for our community, for our police officers to patrol, for our uh, residents to drive on. We need to make sure that we're filling all the potholes. That's one of the biggest requests that I get when I'm knocking on doors is that's the most important thing. And so that um, <clears throat> is something that I, I think, you know, Sulama had had answered uh, with regards to putting forth a, a bond measure, and so I just wanted to advocate and nominate and put her at the forefront. Yes. Okay. Anybody else? Councilmember Bowen. Just for cl for clarification, should we be discussing? Um, each of the each of the candidates one by one, or how, what's the best? At this point in time, we're just discussing. We're just trying to explore how people feel about the candidates. And to be clear, the nomination process is not closed. We we have three on the floor that we're just kind of talking about. So if someone feels like it, they can add another nominee. So that right now we're just exploring. We're we'll just leave it at that. We're exploring. Got it. So for clarification on the exploration process, should we be exploring um, the particular candidate? So I, I. You can talk about any candidate. Talk about anybody, everybody. Any candidate that do you do whatever want. I want. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, 
I I really I, I hear um, Councilmember Aguilar's um, comments about Salama, and I really do appreciate um, the the work that you're doing in the school. And I will say that um, no matter what, as somebody who has um, a lot of children and a lot of children in the schools, um, I will continue to to advocate for for that no matter what. Um, I, uh, I'll spend my time speaking about Spade A, and, and a lot of that has already been said by uh, many of the, the um, public comments. I am really excited about having somebody um, join us and be able to um, hit the ground running. Um, I really appreciate um, the understanding of nuance and um, of the process. I really love so much of what Spady said, one, because I was like, that's what I say, except she's so articulate. Um, she, you know, I think the idea of assuming positive intent to be able to engage, of leading with curiosity, of um, understanding that we all have different lived experiences, but also being able to take that and put it into um, action in very tangible ways. So oftentimes we um we have ideas and community members have great ideas and it's a matter of, okay, how do we turn that into something that we can implement? How can we do that? Not just um, overnight because that, um, you know, unfortunately can't happen, but really to be able to build out a, a short-term and long-term plan to make that happen. Um, and I, I do feel that she is incredibly invested in the community um, and, and has the professional experience um, and um, the values that I appreciate and, you know, clearly um, Councilmember Reness also appreciates. Um, I, I appreciate that of the priorities that, you know, she focused on, those are our priorities on the council. Um, so there's not going to be um, a, a period where we have to convince her that this is important and we need to do things about it. I appreciate that she's done the homework um, and has been, you know, deep diving into the materials because, we need that. Um, we need to take a look at what we've been doing and, and also having fresh eyes on things is incredibly important. Um, and so I, I'm just, I, I think that we're incredibly lucky to have her um, in the role. And I, one of the things too that I wanted to say, and I said throughout the, you know, this process is um, it's really hard to pick one person when there's a lot of people that you want to pick. And so just because one person has something doesn't mean other people don't necessarily. And I think it's really looking at the totality of it. Um, and I will be out there giving hugs to you all. So if I can do that, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I will be. So we're gonna go to uh, Councilmember Balloon next, please. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Again, thank you everybody. I, I have a few comments. I'm gonna try and keep it really short and kind of bullet pointed, but um, I set out to this to really follow the process. I come from a background where employment process is really important. And I tried to, no, I didn't try, I stayed neutral. I didn't meet with people before. Um, I looked at the applications. In fact, the applications that I thought should advance on their merit were very similar to what the ad hoc committee advanced on their once over. So that really made me think, wow, this process is really working. It's really valid. It's got integrity. And I came in tonight thinking I was going to trust the process. I didn't know what the other questions were going to be that people were going to ask. We didn't know that. I asked my two others asked. And we have an appointment process where we need to appoint someone who's going to have the ability to get ready and work for 10 months. And it, it, it takes a long time to learn really how to fully be uh, somewhat effective at this job and very effective. I don't know. I'm still working on that one. It's been seven years. So I think, uh, 
for me, that was important. And so as I listened to the candidates, I thought every candidate had one or two higher bright spots in their answers. I will say I did think several candidates had a, leaned a little bit too much to schools and school district. If this were a school board application, I would have had a tougher time uh, trying to discern which candidate really stood out. But as I watched, and I believe as the people who commented earlier in public watch, and I also believe as every candidate who competed tonight watches the video of this meeting and watches their competition, I would guess they would think they'd come to the same conclusion that I did. Only one candidate answered all questions completely with real-life examples of what we could be doing or what they would be doing. And um, we heard some support from the community for this candidate. I also have to say that it's no secret that former council member Reynas and I were not politically really aligned. We saw things from different areas. But we worked well together with a mutual respect because Selena came, she did her homework, she did her research, she represented people, and she listened to all stakeholders, those on her side of the aisle and the other side. And as Spade gave her answers tonight, and with the endorsement also of Selena, I heard the same thing. I had no inclination, no favorite, no lead horse coming into this. No offense, no lead person coming into this. Can't say it's a horse race anymore. Um but I'm walking away, and I am confident when I watch the video of this meeting again, I will have the same conclusion. It's really hard because the two I know two of the candidates very well. The other two candidates did really well, too. But in looking at the entire process, I thought there's one candidate that could come onto this council and hit the ground running. And I think it's Spade A. Walton. Any other comments? Seeing no other comments, then I'm going to offer a few thoughts. First, of all the candidates that spoke about our unfunded challenges, I thought there was only one candidate that actually addressed the issue head on with, with real money solutions, and that was Ken Pond. I was really impressed by the fact that he took it head on. I, I believe he was the only one that said anything about really digging into the bond. Like, how do we do a bond? And then when pressed and just said, hey, talk some more, give me some more, came up with another idea. And, you know, I put a lot of value on that because we have to raise money. We have to invest in San Leandro, period, full stop. I also found it very interesting, some some credence in that question, who else is the most qualified person out there? And I found it interesting that um, I had uh, Spade making reference to Sierra and Sierra making reference to Spade. Now, is that confirmation bias or some kind of proximity bias or because they both come from that higher education realm? Don't know. But I, but I, I found that the answers around public safety uh, that Sierra offered actually getting down into the details like it's not just about um like adding police officers in the end what we're really trying to do is create a sense of safety feeling safe through activation and that recognition of more lighting very specific more lighting how do you create the perception the sense of safety in people by connecting people i think that's very powerful and it's very insightful I'm, I'm struggling that those two names aren't out there. Um, I, 
because I have the opportunity to to nominate one, um, and I, I am sensitive to the fact that we're going to hit the ground running, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw Ken Pond's name into that mix. And it's primarily because of the financial aspect. But I've seen your applications, Yada, for some other commissions. And please, please come back to me because you're highly qualified. So I will nominate Ken Pond and I want to focus on the financial considerations. Is there going to be any additional discussion at this time? Because if there's not, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the clerk to randomize the names. And we're going to begin a voting process. Seeing another discussion, if you can go ahead and take those four names and randomize, please. Mr. Mayor, the random order is Sulema Hernandez, David Anderson, Spade A. Walton, and then Kenneth Pond. Okay, so at this point in time, um, we've got a nomination. And so is there further discussion about Ms. Hernandez? Seeing none, let's vote. Point of order question Certainly. for the city attorney. We need four yes votes, four affirmative votes to make that selection. Correct. So if we abstain because we're not necessarily against someone, we're just not for them, that does not count in the vote. Correct. Four counts of votes. That's a zero. Okay, thank you. Certainly. We have a process question. question. On that list that you ranked, once we if we made if we made it through that list without selection process, what's the next what's the next step? So if we go through this entire list and no candidate has a majority, we're going to reopen the discussion to better understand why people have uh, chosen to abstain, or if there's an intensity of a particular characteristic that maybe you value more than somebody else. So we can try to tease that out a little bit. And so that'll be the next step in kind of peeling this back. Will the order be the same at the next round of voting? Sorry, hold on just a second. Is the voting the same or do you do the random again? We will do the random order again. So we will re-randomize. Okay, thank you. Please vote. All votes are in. Motion does not pass. Two yeses, two noes, and two abstain. Okay, at this point in time, we will move to our next candidate. All right, hold on. I'm just trying to write this down to <laughs>
The next vote will be for David Anderson. All votes are in. Does not pass. Two yeses, one noes, three abstain. Can we go to our next? After you record, we'll go to our next person, please. This works. And the next vote will be for Spade A. All votes are in. Motion does not pass with two yeses, one no, and three abstain. And the next is for Ken Pon. Councilmember Simon. Thank you. All votes are in. Does not pass with one yes, two no's, and two abstains. Oh, I'm sorry, three abstains. So do you, you have those written down? Yes, that is correct. And you, what I'd like to do is take a few minutes to get a copy of that so that the council members can see how we voted. Type it into an Excel spreadsheet? Yeah. So we'll, we'll maybe take, you know, this is a courtesy so that the clerk doesn't feel super stressed and not make a mistake. We'll, we'll take about a, a seven-minute break so that she can take care of that. We stand in recess.
Okay, so I'm going to bring us back into. So I would entertain a motion to continue our meeting. So we are back in session. I will entertain a motion to continue our meeting to a specific time, let's say 1045, uh, so that we can have one more round of discussion. If we're not able to resolve, uh, reach a uh, consensus, that point in time, I would recommend that we adjourn until our planned meeting on the 27th as a continuation of this. Uh, do I have a motion to continue to uh, extend our our time? I'd like to move to continue extend our time to eleven o'clock, so that kind of gives us a buffer. We may not need to use it all, but do I have a second? I will second that motion. Uh, any discussion, Council Councilmember Blue, please. Read my mind. Why don't you raise your hand? I just <laughs> raise my hand to a point of order. Um, oh. The Excel spreadsheet round one shows that I it voted no for Spade A. Walton, and I voted yes. Can we just correct that, and then we'll move on. That was my only comment. Thank you. Okay, so I've got a motion from Aguilar, a second from Gonzalez to extend our time to 11 o'clock. Any discussion? Please vote. All votes are in, motion passes. Six zero. Okay, thank you, council members, for your interest in continuing this dialogue. Um, in in light of the results of these votes, um, I would like to uh, nominate nominate uh, Sierra Stroud for consideration here in round two. And I will withdraw the nomination of Ken Pon. If there are any others that would like to withdraw a nomination, this would be the time to do so, so that we know how many are actually present in round two. Okay, let's continue into dialogue. As a, as a matter of form, you know, the, the mayor speaks last, so I'm, I would really welcome the comments from my council members. If there's nothing more to discuss, I'm happy to go. Are you in there, council member Aguilar, from last time? Thank you, Mayor Gonzalez. Uh, I, I think um, there was a question that Pete had asked with regards to would you vote for. Um, there is There were some folks that... Uh, did go through the applications. Um, other folks didn't know who other folks were, um, but I, I think in this sense there was a, 
and Pound had said that he would support uh, Sulema. Um, but, uh, and then there was a candidate who said that they would support themselves. I, I think in that sense, you know, I, and being involved with this candidate in the community, I think, you know, they've, they've done a lot of work um, and have been involved in this community for 40 plus years. Uh, and I think that that says a lot about their involvement. They can just be a parent who's just, you know, or a, a constituent who just kind of gives their opinions, but this parent is, you know, talks the talk, walks the walk, excuse me, and is wholeheartedly supporting our constituents, um, is um, bilingual who helps out neighbors, who helps out with various cultural events um, within the community. I think this person is someone, you know, who is kind of has a pulse on what is happening in our city and, and is involved um, and, and actually uh, knocks on doors to get to know who, who these, you know, who, who the residents are and, and the community. I think that, um, you know, in round two, I would like to garner some more support um, for Sulema Hernandez. Other thoughts from council members? Council member Simon. My life, yeah, thank you. I'll go back to my, my life experiences comment that I made earlier. And um, I think there's two people that I heard have, have quite a bit of life experiences, both Dave Anderson and Sulema. They both have experiences that I've heard come through very clearly. And higher education is great. I mean, I have it myself, so definitely can't hurt to have it. However, it's not required in life. And I know a lot of people, my dad included, uh, who didn't have a higher education, who, my dad was a mechanic for 25 years with BART. And before that, he drove trains from Muni. And um, smartest guy I know. Smartest guy I know. So... I do hear what uh, council member Aguilar is saying. Um, I still want to, you know, garner support for Dave Anderson as well. I think he had some great ideas with bringing in the private businesses to help support our needs. I've actually heard this at a conference I was recently at where Pepsi Cola do donated $1.5 million to a environmental water project just to show that, you know, Pepsi, we support the environment. And I think there's other corporations in our city that should step up and probably would step up to fund some of these capital projects. So um, I do support Dave with really pushing for private businesses to be more involved. Um, but I do wanna go back to the life experiences part. I think they're invaluable. And um, I do see that in both Dave Anderson and Sulema. Other council members? Councilmember Ballou, please. So I, I don't want to discount anyone's life experience. We all come from a different place. We all have a bunch of life experiences. I don't, I mean, there's obviously no way to rank life experience, but I, I, we can't deny that um, Ken Pond and, and Spade A. Walton don't bring a diverse background or diverse life experience through 
either parenting or being immigrants or coming here or being, you know, a second language learner, second language speakers. And uh, I think in Spade's case, she said her husband's a union plumber, which brings that piece of life experience, the the working life experience in as well. Not I get, everybody's working, but the uh, trades person's life experience. And we get a lot of um, interaction with trades when we're doing projects, et cetera. So I think that's some valuable life experience. I've known Ken for as long as probably as long as he's been serving San Leandro, certainly known his wife. And I think Ken brings a myriad of life experience too. So for me, the life experience piece was pretty much um, respected equally or with equity across the board, even though they're all different life experiences, I think they all bring different value. I just want to go back to saying that I think the person that could hit the ground running with, with 10 months is, is, was clearly from the answer spade. A. And um, so, and I think her life experience um, as different as it is from mine and her views on many things as different as it is from mine to echo again, going back to former council member Reynas, um, always showing up prepared with listening to all the stakeholders. And that's a, that's a piece of life experience I wish I were better at. And I think to balance me out on the council to that is like a very, very strong piece of personality or skill to have. Not that others don't have it. They do too. I just think that would be the one that would maximize. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Councilmember Bowen, please. Um, this is a brutal process. I know we're all thinking it. I just wanted to say it out loud. Um, I, the one thing I really do, I mean, you know, I, I want to be able to acknowledge is that I am the only woman up here. And I don't think that we are doing our community any favors by not taking an opportunity to be able to appoint uh, a strong, qualified woman. And so I'm, I'm really, I'm excited that, um, you know, we, um, we have the women that we have up here. And did, did you also just um, include Sayada Mayor? I'm really excited about that too. Um, so I, I, I just, I, I implore my fellow council members to recognize that when we talk about life experience, there have been numerous times when um, me being in the room and asking questions allows us to recognize some of our blind spots. And it is helpful that I have children, or it is helpful that I am also an immigrant, and it is helpful that I am Asian in bringing those perspectives. Um, and I certainly don't have all of the experiences that, that to be able to um, at, speak up to everybody's, like every woman's experience. But I, I think that the more women that we can uplift in this process, um, the better it would be for our community. Um, I think that um, that is a clear and loud message that we've heard from people. And it would be um, really disappointing for me to, um, to, to know that, that in making this choice, again, it is for 10 months. And I really do um, want those that have put in an application, because there were a lot of strong applications that were not here tonight, um, that I think would do really well in the election in the fall. And the reality is it is really hard to run for public office as a woman. And it's really hard to run for public office as a mother and um, as a working parent. And so, and as an immigrant, and we have um, an opportunity to be able to 
make that just a little bit easier so that people can be in this room helping to bring different perspectives. And then in November, um, we can take it back to the polls and the residents can and can make their decision. But I, I think that we have a unique opportunity here. And I think that it would benefit our city if, if we could take that into consideration. Thank you for your comments. Anybody else? Okay, so at this point in time, what I'd like to do is spend a little bit of time, since we didn't last time, spending some time with Sayada Stroud, with some of the things that she identified as strengths and attributes that, that caught my attention, at least. She's been a uh, San Leandro resident for a while. She knows our city. Um, I'm impressed that she's got that background connection to... Uh, government, so in particular with San Bruno. I like the focused work that she does in DEI mm -hmm. in particular. I think that that's useful given the nature of our city, the demographics of our city. And not just speaking about DEI as a concept, but focusing on access. It's, it's a very specific avenue for promoting DEI. As I mentioned before, this concept of focusing on spaces, what are the specific locations where we're going to engage with the seniors? What are the specific locations where we're gonna engage with young people? And the focus on spaces and not just programs. And to me, that's a clear differentiator by focusing on spaces. I, again, put a lot of value on moving beyond just saying we need more police officers to a very specific issue that a number of residents have raised to me, lighting. Had residents in different parts of town. In fact, we had, I think it was a second grader who spoke to us about lighting in the manor and said, hey, we've got a serious issue. And so to have a candidate that knows the community well enough about what the community is asking for. That means a lot to me. Um, I think that the concept of having to let people go or the focus on that example as a life experience certainly resonates with me uh, particularly strongly because I, you know, anyone with a, with a soul or a sense of right and wrong does not like to let people go. So that that's, that's reveals a lot to me. And the fact that that is one of the most difficult decisions that someone had to make, that says a lot to me. And the way that she talked about the trade-offs and the considerations and the role of friendship, particularly in a place where we've got um, oftentimes uh, kind of, I'll call it the city family, where we've known people that work in jobs for an extended period of time and the difficulty that can come with transition, that spoke loads to me. I um, found it interesting. It was a pretty bold statement, quite frankly, in this world of politics. She said, I believe in taxes. 
That's a pretty bold statement. To me, that's politically courageous. And part of what we're trying to do is figure out, you know, as we continue to build out our council, as we continue to address the challenges that we're facing financially as a city, you know, what does that look like? Where, it's, where's that secret pot of money? It's at the state. Well, the state's running a deficit. So what kind of money are they going to give us? So I'm trying to get very practical about places where she demonstrated courage um, that I think could be could be very useful. I will, so I'll just I'll kind of pause there because I think that there was a, a lot of value in the things that she said. Is there any other discussion before we go back for our next round of voting? Councilmember Aguilar, please. I think to add to that, excuse me, with regards to uh, economic development, um, uh, applicant Hernandez had mentioned that she would support life science campuses, um, hotels in San Leandro. I mean, that's a tax base that we're missing. And we have a lot of unfunded uh, liabilities, but also infrastructure uh, that we need to improve on, um, but also, you know, improve our public safety and creating more fire stations or rebuilding fire stations that are dilapidated here in San Leandro and making them gender neutral for our, you know, women that are also part of the fire department. Uh, and I, I think inviting that type of development in San Leandro is thinking outside of the box. Uh, and there's an opportunity, you know, uh, to, bring some businesses that you know want to leave certain cities um, and invite them into our our city. I think there's a you know there's a, a missed opportunity that we're identifying and working on. We had a finance committee meeting where we discussed that. Um, I had a presentation with our economic development team. So I, I think you know hearing that answer from Hernandez was spot on and how we can also help increase our tax base. So I would I, I would. Think about that when voting for Hernandez. Any further comments or discussion before moving on to our next round of voting? Okay, so at this point in time, um, I would ask that you take the four current candidates randomize them. So our current four current candidates are Ms. Hernandez, Ms. Stroud, uh, Ms. Walton Viveras, and Mr. Anderson. We like putting Sulima Hernandez first. Okay, so we're going to go with Sulima Hernandez first, then Saida Stroud, then Spade Walton, then David Anderson. Sulima. Um, Sulima Anderson first, or Sulima Hernandez, I'm sorry. 
on our names. <laughs> so let me end this. Can we can please have a vote? All votes are in. We have three yeses, one no, and two abstains. Motion does not pass. Okay, if we could take our next candidate. Sorry, can we hold on one second? Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Next candidate. Next candidate is Saida Stroud. All votes are in. Motion vote does not pass. Two yeses, one no, and three abstains. Next, we will do spade. Councilmember Simon, your vote. All votes are in. Does not pass. Two yeses, one no, three abstain. And the next candidate is David Anderson. All votes are in. Does not pass. Two yeses, two noes, two abstain. So I look to my council. We've been at this for about four and a half hours. I think it's probably a good opportunity for us to continue to February 27th. That, is that a Tuesday or Monday? What day is that? It's a Tuesday. It is a Tuesday. Right? We've talked about that date before. So you should have it all on your calendars. Is there any objection from my council on continuing this discussion on February 27th? First, I'm looking for, are there any objections? Was there an objection to continue? Okay, so what is your, so I'm going to go in queue, and then I'll come back to you. So Council Member Aguilar. Uh, thank you, uh, Mayor Gonzalez. I think, you know, we are, we're here trying to select who, who we think is the, the best candidate for this role. Um, I think we need to take a, you know, a closer look or maybe do another round with uh, the candidates who probably had the most votes and go through that option. Um, I, you know, am opposed to pulling other candidates uh, from this process to step in. Um, and I would 
move forward to support an election. I will let the voters decide. I'm sorry. So let's let's take that in pieces. So there was a. I just want to clarify what you meant by you object to pulling others. You mean beyond these five? Okay. So that's a, just a kind of a comment, a concern. Um, where do you stand on should we end for the evening? Or are you saying you'd like to keep voting until 11 o'clock? Or do you think we're at a point where we should rest for the evening? I'm at a point where we should rest for the evening and uh, move on with the five candidates until the next meeting. And then if we can't decide, then we'll let the voters decide. Councilmember Bowen. I would like for us to continue um, discussion tonight, at least for another round of voting. I would like us, if we cannot come to a decision tonight, to come back on the 27th to have more discussion. Um, and I would really like it if we did not have to go to an election. I would love to be able to use that money for something else. Um, and so I think that as a council, it would be great if we could really look at the process that we have put in place, the application, the questionnaires, the questioning that we did tonight, and really try to understand the purpose of this appointment for the next 10 months to be able to come and join our council, to be able to start helping us make decisions and move policy forward it would be really great if we could focus on what would be best for the city. And having an election does not seem like um, something that would benefit the city. Um, and so I, I just really want to encourage my fellow council members to, if you have a strong opinion about somebody, to speak up. And I, as much as I do not want to talk about areas of growth for other council members or concerns we might have, I think it would be helpful for us to include that as part of our conversation so that we can actually understand um, maybe what some other, what we're not seeing. If I'm missing something, please, um, I would I would really, um, I would appreciate it. Um, but I, I think that we should be able to um, continue the discussion. Council member Simon, please, or Vice Mayor Simon, please. Yes, I would like to continue the discussion and the vote tonight. I think waiting to the 27th and the 29th is the deadline. So I think waiting to the 27th is really putting us to a disservice. Um, I agree with Councilmember Aguilar looking at the candidates who have received the most votes so far, um, putting some real thought into that person and uh, I would agree that this is an opportunity that we have now to take some action and a million dollars. You can do a lot with a million dollars. And if we can't put our heads together and get this solved, it, it would really be a disservice. So I, I encourage us to continue the discussion. Look at who has three votes so far. Um, have more discussion and take another vote. That's my recommendation. Councilmember Azevedo, please. Yes, I'm, I'm in favor of ending the meeting and 
maybe meeting with the candidates before the next meeting and maybe they could persuade some of us and then we have another vote on it because it seems like these votes are going to just be the same votes over and over in my opinion. So I believe we call it a night and if we want to meet with the candidates, we can and go from there. Council Member Blue. Mr. Mayor, Council Member Bowen, you asked a question tonight of the candidates and we find ourselves in that position now. When's the last time you made a hard decision? Tough decision. Um, I don't have a preference. I just need to be out of here by 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I'm willing to go either way. I don't really care, but I am also, um, I am willing to let this go to an election. I think the people need to speak. I think that they would do their homework. And one of the things they would do is probably watch what happened tonight and that would inform them. Um, and the other thing I think is uh, we're not talking about a 10 month appointment anymore. We're talking about a nine month appointment. If we go to February 27th and a point of uh, information, if we have to have a meeting on the 28th, I cannot attend. And if we have to have a meeting on the 29th, I can attend remotely. I have a work, an irresolvable work conflict. So the 27th would be the last chance to have six people here. Okay, so my, my personal preference is to end because I'm not quite sure that we're going to um, resolve anything right now. I think that we probably need to think about what we've heard, read through our notes, contemplate. Um, and so I think I'm going to move to adjourn us. I want to see if I can get a second and we'll take a vote. I've got a second from uh, Council Member Azevedo. Is that correct? Got a motion by Gonzalez, a second by Azevedo. Any discussion on this? Let's, okay, that's fine. Then let's vote. Councilmember Simon, your vote, please. Or Vice Mayor, sorry. It does not, motion does not pass. Three yeses, three noes. Okay, so at this point in time, um, so according to our time extension, we've got 20 minutes. Um, who would like to discuss? And so before, let me just ask the, the question on the floor because we do have, we had four candidates I withdrew one and added one, right? So we do have the opportunity to withdraw candidates. Given what has transpired thus far, is there anyone that's interested in narrowing or winnowing the field? Is there a candidate that people would like to withdraw? Okay, so I'm just going to now continue that original question for some ongoing discussion, and I'll go to Councilmember Aguilar. Thank you, Mayor um, Gonzalez. I, you know, I hate to belabor this process, but we, you know, uh, a lot of us are trying to, you know, we we have a, a lot of things going on in the city, and we're trying to, you know, through your answers, figure out how we can all work together to put forth policies that would work. Um, you know, a lot of us have our own personal agendas that we are you know looking to fulfill but also to make sure that you're a lot you know you align with uh 
our fellow colleagues and to move the city forward. I think there's a lot of exciting things happening. And, um, you know, this is an important role that we need to fill. And, you know, a lot of us are going to deadlock uh, in some of the decisions. But, you know, I think there are a lot of you who are really great. I think, you know, uh, there are some folks who just answered questions that were, you know, black or white. There was no gray area. And so it kind of make me feel makes me feel um, strongly as in supporting somebody who I feel can help move this city forward with regards to public safety, with regards to um, a bond measure, um, with regards to uh, being involved in the community, especially with, you know, our, our, our children, um, our seniors. Uh, and I, I think that person who has demonstrated in their interview and their, their commitment to the city is Suleiman Hernandez. So I think, you know, I would be a, a staunch advocate and uh, continue to advocate for this person. Um, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And I think her experience uh, as, as a resident constituent mother, uh, grandmother uh, speaks volumes and in, in her involvement in the community. So I think that yeah, this person would be able to work with all of us, including our city manager and our uh, police chief, our city attorney, um, and my fellow colleagues. So I, I'd like to make sure that Salema Hernandez is um, in round three, and we'll see if the randomization selects her as number one again. <laughs> Councilmember Bowen. This is general discussion about the candidates and not about pulling nominees, correct? Correct. Thank you. Um, I, I, um, in an effort to help move the discussion, I don't disagree, um, Councilmember Aguilar, with what you said. I appreciate all of those things about Salama. I would argue that um, Fede brings all of that. And um, in her application and in her answers, I was very um, appreciative of how thorough and nuanced and um, uh, well-developed her responses were. Um, and, and so what I would like to do is actually open the conversation up to asking my fellow council members to um, share with me what your concerns are for nominating or um, uh, appointing Spade A to the role. Um, because, or if, if, it's, if it's too hard to do that, I would like for you to, again, look at her application that's in front of us and look at the questions that we gave her and, and talk to me about um, what other candidates you think um, uh, are stronger at um, or um, bring to the the table that um, Spade A um, may not be able to. And, and that would help me understand um, because I'm very, I'm very um, open to, to hearing um, what other council members are thinking and I want us to get out of a deadlock. I'm just having a really hard time um, reading um, the applications, listening to her um, answers and not being confident that next week she could be sworn in and she could join the rules committee and she could um, be able to read through our packet and understand um, what next steps are um, without being coached. And obviously Fran and, and staff will help her, um, but I really just want us to be able to move forward and start to take action. Um, April, we're gonna do our priority setting and there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen and a lot of stuff that didn't happen last year. And um, I just want us to be able to move forward in, in a really productive way. 
So can I please ask my fellow council members to share concerns or um, uplift, like, you know, um, what's missing so that um, we can not just have a stalemate, but without really understanding what's going on. And if I may, just as a point of personal privilege, I would encourage council members to just kind of open that up in general, because you're asking for that particular candidate. But I think it's time to begin exploring some of the weaknesses, perhaps, in the answers of the candidates, either in writing or in person. Because I think that if we just keep saying, here's the good stuff, we'll just keep repeating ourselves. This is the more uncomfortable part, but I think that we can do it in a respectful way. So I'm going to go to uh, Councilmember Aguilar. You're next in my queue. Is that correct? I see you yes. here. Okay. Thank you, Mayor Gonzalez. I, I think, you know, a lot of the candidates did a great job in answering questions. I, I think they're, you know, my, my question wasn't a trick question. It was, you know, kind of asking folks if you understood what is happening within our city and having a pulse um, with regards to our unfunded capital improvement projects. We There is over $300 million in uh, roads that we need fixed. And one of the main concerns in this community is fixing potholes. That was one of the top priorities when I was canvassing and campaigning. Uh, and that's a commitment that I have to my voters is uh, to support and put forth. And I, I think Saida had mentioned, you know, tax. Uh, she's not opposed to taxes, but um, I think, you know, in re regards to a, a bond measure, um, you know, Spade had didn't fully answer the question. And I, I think just kind of, you know, gave some ideas in the sense of what they would, what they would do. And I, and, and Saida didn't answer the question um, as well uh, in, in the sense of understanding what is, you know what 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 I was asking for as far as a, an answer. Um, Sue Lemma did, and I think David. I mean, Ken was spot on. You know, Ken hit the nail on the head with answering that question, and so it, it was. Uh, and you know, I just wasn't going to base this on 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 one solid answer. But I, I think you know, there's there's a, a bond measure that we're we're exploring, and um, you know, we need to go to the voters to ask for funding, um, but also. You know, understanding the economic development aspect of things, and I think that Salama Hernandez, you know, hit the nail on the head by indicating what we need to do as far as economic development. I think that's somebody who would be supportive to help support moving San Leandro forward with, you know, a, a measurable, measurable amount of, of the tax base of bringing in hotels and um, redeveloping the marina and moving forward with that, um, but also making sure that we're making the connections with developers to bring in life science companies, uh, companies that would generate a huge tax revenue for our city. And uh, I, I think that's, you know, what, I, what I'm basing my decision off of. Um, and I think, you know, Salima would, would be that champion to work with all of us, not only with, with us, but my allies, you know, who also support the police department. Now, there are some areas that we may not agree on, but uh, I think, you know, her support for public safety um, speaks levels of what she wants to see in this community to help move San Leandro forward and also to protect it. If, if I may explore just a little bit, because I thank you for the, for the detailed explanation. Would you be open to some sort of ranked choice process? 
I will now go to Councilmember Ballou. Thank you, Mr. For the Mayor. record, no. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, building upon Councilmember Aguilar and Councilmember Bowen's um, talk, and, and rather than saying, well, um, Spade is the only one that, I will just point out that the other four candidates, when asked about the $300 million unfunded CIP, none of them mentioned looking over the city budget. None of them looked over the variety of infrastructure needs. None of them listed uh, that it was listed and prioritized and praised the council for our ability to do that. And none of them made the differentiation between urgency and cost, which shows a political acumen that most people don't know until they're on a council that, you know, you have to look at the long-term benefit of investing early and see whether that saves you money in the end because you're not doubling up. A, a, an example that we find ourselves all the time in when we're talking about repairing streets, you can fix it now or you can wait and fix it later and it's going to cost three times as much. No one else, none of the other candidates had that kind of depth of knowledge around something that is often seen as not even that interesting in politics. I thought that showed a great deal of depth and studying and the fact that she actually looked over the budget was impressive. But building on Councilmember Bowen's idea, I not only would like to come back to looking at um, what we do in, at the next meeting, I want to, in, I want to ask Fran, if you could ask the city clerk and Mr. Senior, the IT manager to prioritize getting tonight's meeting published on meeting on the meeting central so that members of the public can look and the members that weren't in the room when other members were answering questions and look at how the other candidates answered questions and then have a real frank conversation with yourself and a real frank conversation with members on this council about what you think, because the people that weren't in the room for some of the different people's answers might have a different perspective about who's best qualified besides themselves after watching tonight's video. It's only a guess on my part. Um, but I think if we, if we can get that video posted, the public can watch it and start reaching out to us. Other people that are in the process can watch it. And hell, maybe one of them might even say, I'm, I'm just going to withdraw because I think so-and-so is better. I don't know. I can't imagine that would happen, but I think it would give a little bit more. Um, I forget what she said, perspective to something else. I can find that in my notes, but. Um, perspective, uh, perception to perspective. Uh, I think that might help if we can get that video posted quickly. So I, I would like to encourage that. Thank you. And and I'm assuming, um, city manager that that can be effectuated with some speed. Thank you, Mary. Yes, a clerk has confirmed with a head nod that it'll be um on available to the public tomorrow. So I will ask you the same question that I asked Councilmember Aguilar. Would you be open to a ranked choice sort of process? No, Mayor, but I am willing to let this go to an election. Thank you. Uh, Vice Mayor Simon, please. Thank you. Yeah, I heard a, per a public commenter. It might have been the last meeting. And I remember this public commenter stating at first, they had thought experience was, I mean, as far as political experience was the top priority. That should be the most important if you have political experience. That's what they thought. Then they were like, well, actually, maybe not so much political experience is a good thing. Because we as a city are $300 million in the hole on unfunded capital improvements with experienced city people. So it hadn't worked. It has not been working. 
perhaps we need someone fresh, someone with a new lens, someone that can say, hey, why are you doing that? What's, what's this process about? Why? Rather than, yeah, this is the way we do it. We do it at this city. We do it at that city. This is what cities do. My experience, I've only been here three years, is I've seen a lot of processes that I'm like, why are we doing this? You know, how did we end up $300 million? I mean, imagine if that was your own house. In your house, you couldn't fix your roof. You couldn't fix your sewer pipe. I mean, come on. How, how could this be? How could we be in this position? So that's where I'm at. I am not looking for the same old, same old, and I'm not trying to put anybody down at all. That's not my objective here. There's a lot of smart people, a lot of education. That's great. However, I'm not going to discount the person that may not have that higher education because, as I mentioned before, people who go to trade school um, are day-to-day -day people that we know every day. They are some smart people and come up with some really good ideas that we may not have even thought of. And I'm to the point with the dilemma that we're in in this city and the problems that we have, I'm ready for some fresh ideas, some new ideas, someone who can just be different and not like the rest of us, just different. And um, I'm looking for something, somebody different. And I hear what Councilmember Aguilar is saying in Sulema Hernandez. And I mean, I see it in Dave too. That's why I nominated him, but I see it in Sulema as well. And I will put my support for Salima and I'd request and choose a woman, of course. Mm -hmm. And I know you're looking for that, Councilmember Bowen. And uh, I really don't want to waste a million dollars. I think that is just silly. Our house is falling apart, our city, and we need to fix it. So I'm hoping we as a council can come together and solve this. So just to kind of explore a little bit and clarify, I hear you offering support for Ms. Hernandez. Does that mean that you're limiting your support and you'd like to withdraw the nomination? No, but I am showing my support for Zulema. Okay. So I'll ask you the same question about ranked choice voting. Would you support a process whereby we indicate our first best choice, our second best choice, our third best choice, and the like? No. Okay. I believe you've already spoken once, because I was going to weigh in if, if you have. I just don't remember. Okay. So I'd like to kind of, I think there's a lot of value in the review of the videotape, because I think we're hearing characterizations about what people said that's maybe a little more robust and what was actually said, and that we're, we're giving the best possible description of what was said. And I think that that's not particularly healthy. I think we need to go back and, and listen to what was actually said. Um, and I don't think any of the answers were particularly perfect, but boy, they sound perfect the way that they're being described right now. And I think that what that does is that solidifies positions that doesn't actually generate the ability to uh, compromise and to explore and to progress. And so I will continue to say that I think that we should probably retire for the evening 
let's go and actually review the answers of what was said, because I've taken notice of several places where I don't think that the candidates actually said what we think they said. They, we might have heard something that we wanted them to say, but I don't think they actually said it. And so I would, again, given the hour of the night, I would encourage us to adjourn for the night. Do I have a motion for adjournment at this time? And I'm going to have that question come first. Councilmember Bowen, you're next in my queue, but I'd really like to have that question answered given the hour. So I'm going to clear my queue to see if I have a motion to adjourn. Uh, Councilmember Azevedo, please. Motion to adjourn for the night. Councilmember Ballou. I want to second it, but I have a question for the city attorney. The special meeting, are we supposed to move, make the motion to extend the meeting? Or is that not necessary in a special meeting? Our meetings are supposed to end at 10. And it's quite a different motion if it's a motion to adjourn versus a motion to continue. So the for a special meeting, uh, it's a motion to, at this point, would be a motion to continue. And... And it would be have a date certain. So I'll stay with the second motion for the motion to adjourn. And then if that motion fails, I'd like to make a new motion. Okay. We've got a motion on the floor from Councilmember Azevedo, the second from uh, Councilmember Ballou uh, to adjourn our meeting at this point. Is there any further discussion? Uh, Vice Mayor, please. I have a question. Previous round of discussion, I thought we were going to vote. Why are we not voting? We are up against our time limit. We said that we would extend the meeting till 11 o'clock. It is now after 11 o'clock. There's a motion on the floor to adjourn with a second. So I will call the question. Please vote. All votes are in. Motion fails, three yeses, three noes. Perhaps I just want to clarify. I guess it was not you, sorry. I thought it was you that had, that had uh, requested it. So at this point in time, given the hour, we need a motion to extend. Uh, uh, Council Member Aguilar, please. Excuse me, thank you. Um, motion to extend to 11.30. Uh, one more round, and then we can figure out if we continue. I know Councilmember Ballou has a flight to catch, and Councilmember Acevedo um, has to work early in the morning. I do as well, but I'm willing to go to figure this out. Um, if we can't figure this out, then we move on to uh, extending meeting, and then figuring out whether or not we can make a decision. If not, go to an election. So, uh, motion to extend to 11:30. Councilmember Simon. I second. Please vote. All votes are in. Motion fails. Three yeses, three noes. Okay, so as a matter of, by rule, we are done. So we are adjourned.